When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to a, another live edition of The Blathering. We're back. We're back in the saddle after last week's episode and happy to be here. Uh, you don't need to see my Gatorade until I pulled on the screen there. Uh, we are broadcasting across three platforms tonight. Why? Because uh, F it. Let's do it. Uh, I think LinkedIn. Can I go live there? I know I can go live on Instagram. I just have a couple other steps. I, I, I'm back live tonight on Facebook, my YouTube channel, and on Twitch tonight, which I haven't streamed on Twitch. I'm just checking to make sure it works. Uh, yeah, okay, I think it does. I'm on there. It's ex exciting. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm going to get back to streaming games on Twitch. I uh, just wanted to, you know, don't want to raise any false hopes there. Uh, I'm just having a lot of fun uh, getting stuff out there. Uh, Joseph Thomas checking in live. Mike Fink. We got Kingsport Cal coming in here as well. Uh, what's up? Can I made it? Don't cry this time. Uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to cry this time, but I, I'm going to address uh, the, the, uh, the absolute, uh, uh, warmth I received after last week's uh, episode on Thursday. I think we're going to do, I, I, my goal is to do this on, uh, uh, live every Wednesday night around this time. Uh, that is the goal. So I was going to do it tomorrow night. Thursday seemed good too. And then I got, then I got a stand up gig and I got to, got to do that. So if you're in town locally, uh, I'm doing 10 minutes on a wonderful uh, sci-fi uh, comedy uh, show uh, presented at Flappers over there. Uh, so come on by. We're doing mostly, mostly all jokes about sci-fi, fantasy, and nerd genre stuff, except for the last time I was on the show. It's been going a couple times. Uh, Joshua Snyder is uh, uh, the, the guy behind it over there at Flappers. Uh, he's, uh, he go he's known as the nerdy virgin comic guy. Uh, we uh, went ahead and uh, I we, we, did we launched that show, or he launched that show a few months ago, and I was on the first show. And I was so excited. It was May 4th. What am I? It's May 4th. That's the story. I, I'm already the drunk uncle at the party. And, and uh, Josh uh, comes up to me and goes, hey, you got some stand-up, a uh, Star Wars stand-up, right? I go, yeah, of course. You can do a May 4th Star Wars show. Great. I show up. 50% of the audience had no idea that what, what was going. that's what was going on. 50% uh, of the comics had no idea and weren't, in fact, Star Wars fans. The host of the show was like, oh, yeah, no, I, I like Star Trek better. I'm going to go make fun of Star Wars. So I'm, I'm going in with a different approach this time. It's not tied to one thing. It's not tied to Star Wars. Uh, I'm going to do some sci-fi, do some nerd genre stuff. Anyways, uh, most of you aren't local, so I'm not worried about it. Uh, <laughs> we are here. Yeah, I want to bring in a comment here from uh, uh, Twitch. Last Leprechaun's here. I do remember Last Leprechaun uh, 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 getting in uh, a lot of the Twitch streams. It's, it's fun to t uh, st Twitch on stream. I don't even know how many people are watching there. Uh, it's kind of like uh, I'm still, you know, surprised I'm still there. Not not a ton. There's a lot of people probably like, whoa, this the, this still works. Uh, Scotty is here as well, one of uh, the world's uh, best humans, according to himself on the internet, and I believe in that. Um, oh, we already got uh, we already got a bot on Twitch offering us, uh, you know, uh, promotion. Yeah, absolutely. I you know, I love getting bots. 
I love getting people coming here soliciting. Maybe it's not a bot. Maybe someone's trying to get their uh, get their work over. I understand that. I'm trying to get work as well. Aren't we all? Isn't that the way of the world right now? Uh, I want to, uh, yeah, Ken Plume's here. Uh, check out Ken's show. He just uh, put up uh, an episode of his open chat show on his YouTube channel. Got some good stuff coming. Great long form interviews with Mr. Plume there. And we had a big Fortnite update today. Oh, man, I haven't even had a chance to play that yet. So I'll have to fire up the old Fortnite later and go run around with some Ninja Turtles or whatever's going on over there. Yeah, we're streaming. Yeah, streaming everywhere. I could I could go uh, live. I don't think I can go live yet on TikTok. There's some limitations on that. Uh, I could go live on Instagram. There's just two. There's one too many uh, uh, buttons. You got to put one too many stream key in, in another place. And, you know, stream keys are fickle, fickle, fickle goddesses. Mmm, slow for a drink, slow for a drink. Uh, I'll, I'll wait a little bit here. If you got questions, ask them. This is kind of a, a you know, a, kind of a ask me almost anything again. It's a good format. Uh, as I said last week, I, I, I don't necessarily guarantee I'll answer the questions just for legal reasons or maybe if I'm not in the mood. But if you, if you super chat them, I, I will at least, at least acknowledge them and dance around it. Um, we answered some tough questions last week, but as always, Super Chats are not uh, needed to uh, enjoy the show or be part of the show, and everyone was very generous last week, and we thank you all for that. Again, we'll address last week. Brady Dugas is here, uh, the man who has been very generous in sending me some um, uh, wonderful uh, Tabasco sauces over the years, some Cajun-influenced ones. Uh, I love that there. Uh, May 4th, comedy Star Wars match made in Galaxy Far, Far Away. Yeah, but it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't, uh, you know? It's, 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 uh, marketing is a weird thing. Marketing is a very weird thing. The, the flyers were very, it was May 4th. And I understand not everyone's going to celebrate Star Wars. I know, I understand not everyone's going to celebrate May 4th. I, I don't spend a lot of time and a lot of energy on May 4th, the Star Wars day. Every day is Star Wars day in my life. But uh, I was so excited to do, by the way, this is nothing on the club because I love flappers. I love the people that work there. It's a great staff. It just, it's, it's people. They, they did a May 4th Star Wars comedy show, stand-ups doing Star Wars jokes. And I had, I had my entire 10-minute set was all stand-up jokes for Star Wars. Half the audience just was like, oh, it's a comedy club. I'm going to go inside. And, that's, and I think that's what we all, we all have to set our expectations to that kind of stuff in life. Like this stream tonight, I'm, I have very humble expectations of, of who's going to show up, what interaction is going to be. I just want a few questions here and there. That's all I want. Uh, that's all I want. Brady, good to see you, though. Kingsport Cow, the first question of the night, uh, what are you drinking? I, it's, it's very simple. It's Bacardi. Let's see. Let's make sure we can. Uh, Bacardi Gold. Uh, that's, what I, that's what we're drinking. And uh, uh, a Kick and Cola from this brand. I think it's generic, like kind of Target brand, Favorite Day. It's got a cute little logo. Almost matches my beanie. Uh, there you go. I, I left this light on. It's not the best. I, I love a lot, of, a lot of people. I get quite, I got some questions from people who haven't seen the stream last week. This is a question. Why is your lighting like that? This is very much on purpose. This is to set my mood. Um, I don't need this to be the brightest. This is a den. This is a broadcasting den. Other things I do, lights all up. Other things, I'd love to get some more lights in the studio. Great. I have a tiny office. This is, this is something I stumbled on one night for pop rock and radio. It was before I first went live. I was playing with stuff and, uh, I'm squeezed into a corner here of, uh, of my office, and uh, it's a nice corner. It's just enough room. Uh, and I, I, I turned, I had these, you know, like a lot of streamers, I have these, these damn neon lights going here. 
Um, but you know, I, I can't afford the StreamYard 1080 package. I got a stream here in 720. So I was checking to see how they read and I turned the overhead lights on and I was like, I like that look for a rock and roll show. Like I do on pop rock and radio and mix cloud live every Saturday night. Yeah, we're going to keep it. So it, it translated to the blathering, but anyways, uh, that's what I'm drinking. Simple drink. Favorite SMG311. We had a great conversation with him last Thursday about his love for 311, but how that wasn't uh, why he uh, chose that username. Uh, favorite rainy day snacks or meals? I'd love to say soup. I'd love to say, oh, it's raining. Let me put on some soup. I don't do that. I do like soup. Um, I go through my soup phases. We all have soup eras of our lives or years, but I don't, I don't generally do that. Uh, an English muffin in the morning, maybe. Uh, oatmeal, but the inst- I like the bad sugary instant oatmeal. Like I don't like to make oats. I don't like that Quaker guy staring at me too long. I just like on ripping a pack or two. Let's be honest, two or three, and putting them in a bowl and, and serving them up with hot water. Uh, and uh, uh, that's kind of where it is. But um, I think more, see when when, it, when it's a rainy day, I like to find excuses to get out. Not not necessarily to drive. It can be a little crazy to drive, but to get out there and play in my backyard i take the dogs don't want to go out but i'll walk out walk her in the rain I've, I've always done that uh it's been weird one year it was raining during like a christmas or spring break kind of situation and my mom was the secretary at our church and there was a big open field and it was poor it was a big pouring torrential downpour kind of rainstorm and i was out there in my jeans a t-shirt a miami dolphin hat and my vans kicking a Nerf football. They didn't have an upright, but they had a tree and a, and a lighting pole. That was my upright. And I was try- I wanted to be a kicker in the NFL. So I thought, was, I thought that was my way into football. And I took my shoe off because I wanted to be a barefoot kicker. Of course, why not? And I sat there just kicking footballs, kicking Nerf footballs in the rain. And I remember someone in an apartment complex just watching me, just watching this little kid. They were probably looking at me practicing these kicks in the rain. By myself, I, put, I, took, I took my, my van, one of my vans off, off, not vans off the wall, but vans off my feet, and use that as the tee. I didn't even have a tee to kick. I used the Nerf foot, the, the Nerf and the vans, and I, I remember looking over and someone was watching me, and I bet they were thinking, this kid's going to win the Super Bowl. Look at this kid. He's trying so hard. He's kicking in the rain. That's dedication. I'm going to see him in the Super Bowl. Uh, not, the, not to be the case, as it turns out. Um, wasn't, wasn't a very good kicker. <laughs> Big question coming in from Ken Plume, and it's in the it's in the uh, snack category here. Uh, do you have any Uncrustables left in the fridge? I do. I do. Um, I go through my Uncrustable phase as well. And I'll catch up to chat here in a second. Uh, I do go uh, with... Um, <laughs> I do go uh, through my uh, Uncrustable phase. Old hands, I has got a great follow-up. I'm going to come up <laughs> come up with that. Uh, I buy... Here, Uncrustables come in four... And 15 packs. And we need to talk to the people behind Uncrustables. What is it, Smuckers? We need to talk to them. We need, I'm going to call them Big Uncrustable because they've, they've created a problem. Four is not enough. I can eat four in one sitting. 15 is too many. You're supposed to freeze Uncrustables, and then when you want them, you take them out and you thaw them. I, I don't know, we don't necessarily have the room in our freezer, so I'll just put them in the fridge which is fine because they kind of show up frozen and they put them in the fridge and they slowly defrost. And four is great. That can last me two or three days. But 15, I get just sick of them enough to not eat 15 in like two days. I have, and I'll threaten to do it again. 
So it creates this weird no man's land where eight would be perfect. I'd even take 12 because by the time I get to the end of the 15 pack, which is what I am at right now, uh, what ends up happening is um, it, it, it starts to, it needs to be in the freezer. And if it's 15 packs in the fridge, they start to not go bad. They're just not as, the quality is not as good. I'm hurting myself in the Incrustables. But uh, I, th- I think I have about four left of a pack of 15. So we'll get to that there. Very important stuff there. Um, very important stuff there. Uh, last Leprechaun asked this. Should I be watching this on YouTube? What's better for the algorithm? Matthew Stokes comes to and says, I have left, I have the Twitch stream on my right monitor and the YouTube stream on my left. Cover all the algorithm bases. Hey, you know, this was what I say last Leprechaun. Watch where you want to watch. I'll take it. We're not going to play the algorithm game. We're not going to worry about the thumbnails and the engaging SEO-based uh, clickbait uh, title. We're not thinking of any of that. It's all stuff that's valuable to the growth of a YouTube or Twitch channel, but I want, I want you comfortable. I'm here for a couple hours. I want you comfortable. And if you're on Facebook, uh, say hi. Let me know. Um, this is what I... <laughs> Kingsport, uh, or excuse me, to uh, Kingsport... Uh, Cal- no, no, what, who, uh, SMG uh, uh, 311's questions about my uh, winter uh, cold, rainy snacks. Uh, old hands ask, ever eat grits? I have eaten grits. Um, I have uh, eaten grits. I have... Uh, it was at a Waffle House... In Johnson City, Tennessee, where most of my, you know, southern food uh, experiences come from, not counting the Bubba Gump shrimp in Gatlinburg, um, but it was a Waffle House, and I did have grits. Is it a waffle? Is you know, a waffle, a waffle House grits the best example? The best grits I could have? No, and I'm aware of that. So I'll love to get back out there and try some 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 grits made with love from someone's own kitchen versus the Waffle House. Not that there wasn't love. Um, not that not that the, you know, grits weren't good there. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Star Drew says, need about 10 per box. Hey, Star Drew. Um, there you go. Blame it on the rain. Uh, I do say, uh, you know what, when it, when it uh, uh, oh, and Jake Yakovet is here, says he lost me at Miami Dolphins hat. Well, you know what, Jake, you don't even have pants on. You don't even have pants on right now. All right, you're probably in a tuxedo top and shorts. I know you, Jake. So I'd rather have my Miami Dolphin hat. Uh, I don't necessarily sing Millie Vanelli's "Blame It on the Rain," Mike, when it when it starts raining. I do though. Um, right when the first sprinkles start, it's like a, it's it's a dad joke. Essentially, it's a dad joke reference. But I'll, I'll sing you know the first lines of uh, the Beatles' "Rain." When the rain comes. Oh, Bedor's, uh, sorry, Bedor. Yeah, I am on Twitch. Bedor's here watching on Twitch. I'm on Twitch. We're going to, we're going to multi-stream these live streams. Uh, we're going to multi-stream these live streams, multi-stream these live streams. Uh, but I'm not going to necessarily game on Twitch. I'm not going to probably do a much more gaming online. Um, I'll do gaming on my private time, but I I don't know if I'll be uh, streaming games as much anymore. I got some other work to do, uh, to grow the other channels. There you go. You know, last leprechaun. Thanks for that. That is a good old fashioned, uh, bit and cheer. I I forgot what the, I forgot those, forgot what those look like here. Um, uh, (laughs) King's forecast says, see, Ken Singritz, I thought of the Southern black dude be look, I don't mind pushing the boundaries of conversation and topics. Kingsport Cal, I did. I did. I did not want to assume it would be wrong of me to assume that you make a fine pot of grits. But I'm also, Kingsport Cal, I want to give you credit. 
that you probably do. Uh, and I, I'd rather try the grits from your house than Waffle House. If that makes me wrong, I don't want to be right, is what I'll say. Okay. Uh, is the Steve Zizou look intentional? Well, this isn't red uh, because of my lighting. Uh, it's pink, but kind of. I'm a big fan of uh, Steve uh, Zizou, uh, the, the character. Um, and for the most part, the performer. TBD on that. <laughs> TBD. We're, st- we're still trying to figure a lot of that stuff out. Um. Hold on, we're live streaming. And I think I think the UPS guy, let me check. The UPS guy, I think, came to a house. I got to make sure there's not some stranger there, because um, then I have to go deal with this live on air. Maybe I, I'd somehow take my phone out there and, and see if I could hook up the phone as I try. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up my entire live stream. It's, it's a good way to catch up, anyways. Now I think it was just uh, yeah, you you know when UPS comes to comes to the door. Yeah, there they are. Yeah, hi UPS. You know, the UPS man comes to the door, then he, like, rings the bell just to cover his bases, and then your ring goes off, and then the dog goes off. That's the thing. So, anyways, does Steve Zizou look intentional? No, I just like beanies. Uh, you know, I'm a balding man, don't have any hair left. Um, I, um, it's, you know, it's comfortable. Yeah, the beanies, uh, and I used to make fun of a lot of my friends. Uh, Harloff used to wear a beanie all the time, and I used to make fun. In fact, you can go back on my YouTube channel. There's a video uh, called Being Christian Harloff. I went up one night and did his comedy set. I won't say word for word. I forgot most of it, but we used to see each other so, uh, set so much that we could do each other's jokes. And um, I put on his beanie, or someone gave me a beanie, and I used to make fun of his beanie all the time. I've apologized profusely to him about the beanie because in uh, the winter of 2019, I received the beanie as a Christmas gift. I was like, all right. And where I was, it was cold. So I was like, I'll put it on. And I basically haven't taken one off. Uh, And I think it's fun. Uh, Ladies and bold videos here. What's in the glass? It is some Bacardi Gold and uh, some, uh, um, again, kicking cola. It's just a generic. It's called Favorite Day. Favorite Day. Did I, did I kill Owen Wilson with a helicopter? Heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching film. Case for Cow's a hoodie guy. I do enjoy good hoodie. Um, hoodies have a, you know, hoodies have a tendency to portray one as uh, maybe you know, a little, you know, a little bit on the slobby side or the lazy side. I'm not saying you, Cal. I'm saying you see a guy in a hoodie and you're like, that guy... Doesn't care too much, but I do care about hoodies. And Cal, I know you probably care about hoodies. And I think we should reclaim the hoodie as an important fashion piece. I'm ready to drop the uh, hammer on cargo shorts. Definitely sandals in public. Uh, Definitely sandals with straps, too many straps in public. I'm not going to get into the Croc conversation. If you own Crocs, go for it. I'm good with that. I'm not, I'm not going to own Crocs, and I don't want to wear them. But but whatever you're doing, you do what you do. You on that in that regard. But I do fight against uh, jeans and sandals and cargo shorts. I fight against those overall. And strap, strap sandals. Sorry, uh, we got some people checking in. Uh, we got Adam Knight here from Nightfall Productions. Uh, and also we got Sean Room checking in. Sean Room, I'm a hoodie and beanie guy as well. But you spent a lot of time up there, and uh, you, you spent a lot of time up there in the Pacific North Northwest, Sean. That is, I think, I don't know the history of it, but I think that's where the beanie may have been born. Someone looked that up. 
I should just do that as a YouTube 15-minute uh, documentary essay, and I'd get millions of views, and my life would be just so much better if I did it like a little documentary in the history of the beanie. Maybe I should do that. Uh, we are here live. Uh, you saw a guy wearing a ball cap over a beanie, still trying to figure out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh the ball cap over the beanie. Because I'll do ball cap, and then, I'll, you know, if it's a little sprinkly or something, I might put the hood up if I'm on a walk, but um, not often. But the hoodie up and the ball cap over it is pretty impressive. That might be. Oh, oh, you got, I see. Oh, I got it. What is that? How do you say that? Tokay? So in, in Canada, Canada, as they call it, Adam says they call him a, a, a tokay. I don't like that. I, I'm all for cultural exchange. I don't like that. It's, it's a tukey. Oh, I have heard that before. Tukey. We're doing the important stuff here. I've moved uh, a lot of the deep thinking uh, political rage over to the Anytime channel. Check out the uh, new uh, new segment that dropped today. Uh, I do. Yes, I've heard this. I've heard this debate. The Tukey. Where does that come from? And is it rooted in something problematic or is it uh, is some kind of just, uh, you know. Toke. Took Toki, Tookie. You guys are all saying it differently. Pronounced Took. Took. Okay, but Toki. Toki. This is going to be the entire show. I should make this the thumbnail. Toke. And then Troy's, Troy's got one Toke over the line, sweet Jesus. Um, a good gust of wind and the cap is gone, but you still got your beanie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, absolutely. I, I, I think I'd have confidence to wear a beanie on a roller coaster. In 2008, I think, X2 up at uh, um, Magic Mountain took a contact out of my eye. I was able to save it. I was in what ended up being the front of the roller coaster because it does that flippy thing. I don't know if they still have X2, but we thought we were in the back, me and the group I was with, and we went up. All of a sudden, X2 does a flipperoo, and uh, we were in the front. And I, uh, my contact started to come out. I was able to, and I spent the entire ride holding my contact between my eyelids. This is, this is the artful content you expect from me. All right. This is the artful content you expect from me. Uh, if uh, you got questions coming in, or like Aaron, the author's here, uh, I want to say uh, putting furniture together is a young person's game. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. And Bador and her are having a conversation. Uh, I, uh, I I agree with that. Uh, it is um, uh, putting fur furniture together. If I was to film myself or have another person film me, uh, then I would, um, it would probably be a good reality show. Ken builds Ikea furniture. And you'd have a timer to see how quick I, I throw something. Uh, it's... It's pretty, it's always been, it's always been something. Uh, oh, I'm getting political texts. I love that. Even if I'm voting for you. Oh, man, don't I love that. Uh, don't respect my hoodies and cargo shorts, damn it, man. Look, look, I'm here to help you. I'm here to release you all from cargo shorts. Not even John Cena. We don't need it. Uh, we got Cordell here. Uh, oh, hey, cat. Uh, I, always, I always say cat, but. We know why I would say cat, but it's Kate Van D, not cat. 
You guys get it. Uh, all right. Cordell's uh, uh, here. Uh, watched any Madeline Stowe movies recently? Um, no. No. I, you know, what was the last? Let's IMDB this right now while we're chatting. Oh, we got we got time. What am I in a rush? My broadcaster instincts to not have dead air sometimes kicks in. But uh, what is the last Madeline Stowe movie? I'm on IMDb. Don't want. I can't see your chats if you're trying to uh, help me. I know she was on the TV show Revenge. I didn't necessarily spend a lot of time watching that show. I did check in because of Madeline. For those who are like, why is Ken looking up Madeline Stowe? Is probably my favorite actor of all time. Uh, you know, uh, especially if we, uh, the female variety there. Uh, TV movies. She did a. 12 Monkeys TV series, one episode, which would make sense, she, she being in the movie. Yeah, it's been a while since she's been in a movie. She did those uh, four or five seasons of Revenge. Probably got a good uh, good payday for that. Good for her. Her and Brian Ben Ben on their farm. The Christmas Hope, a 2009 TV movie. And I, I have not seen that. I have not seen that. And before that, yeah, early to, to, to mid-2000s. So uh, to answer the question... Uh, yeah, I haven't seen uh, a Madeline Stowe movie in a while. Dor says, love, love turn revenge. Um, long O, says Adam. Long O. Took. Uh, there you go. Uh, okay, uh, we got some questions coming in here. You guys ask away. I'm going to answer. We're going to have a lot of fun. Hey, Ken, what do you consider your top five rock concerts? Um... Top five rock concerts? I mean, I haven't been to a lot of other concerts. I love a lot of genres of music, but, I, you know, I haven't been to like a honky-tonk or a jazz fest, all right? And and God bless those that do. I'd go, I'd go. I just haven't been invited. Uh, gosh, uh, you know, number one concert of all time for me is probably uh, the Lady Gaga concert at um, Dodger Stadium. And some of you might argue, he said rock. I don't care. She's she's rock and roll to the heart. Uh, then I'd say Stones at SoFi. <sighs> Liz Fair at the Wilter and Exxon Guyville. Uh, Liz Fair at the House of Blues back in the day, uh, 0405 was great, but that Exxon, Exxon Guyville show uh, last uh, year was spectacular. <sighs> Mooney Suzuki, uh, not so much a concert, more of a show, but Mooney Suzuki with Low Ball at the Roxy in 2002. I remember the exact moment. I, I ran out of gas on the way home. It was so much fun on that concert. Me and my friend Dave, some of you know him as Big Dave around these parts. Uh, 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 we, um, we, we, we ran out of gas on the 101 freeway about midnight coming back from the Roxy because we were just so excited, so jazzed for that show. So I put that one in there as well. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. Gin Blossoms with the refreshments and Dead Hot Workshop in 97 was pretty good, too. That was a pretty good show. That was a pretty, pretty, pretty damn good show. I've had a good chance to see a lot of shows. And I went through a period of time when I didn't see a lot of shows. I'm trying to get back to it. Moroccan Lounge uh, about a year and a half ago. Living More, Child Seat, Dream Phases, Cat Myers. Great show. Local show. Support your local artists. How about that? But Gaga at Dodger Stadium was life-changing. And um, there you go. Uh, uh, and Scotty backs me up. Lady Gaga's rock. She absolutely is. Questions. If I missed your question, I'm going to try to keep up with Chad a little bit better tonight. So if I missed your question, uh, just just put it again. Just put it again. 
post it again. Laserbolt says, uh, Tool, Devo, Duran Duran, Ozzy, Motley Crue. What a show. Oh, that's five shows. Oh, I got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I lo- uh, Laserbolt's profile picture is one of my favorites. Because uh, if you see his videos, for the most time, I, if I see him in video, he's got his hair pulled back and a nice, respectful ponytail. But he looks like he... He looks like he opened up for Motley Crue, Duran Duran, and or Tool uh, with that hair. And it's one of my favorite things. Uh, in that order. He just said, very, very, very clear. Uh, hardware floor or carpet? Um, Kingsport, Cal. I'm just going to I'm gonna take you on face value uh, that you're talking about the floor. I prefer hardwood floors, but we have a, a house where carpet was put down in about 1968, and it, it ain't coming up yet. So uh, we're renting. One day, maybe not. Um, really needed a pink beanie tonight. Michael Kautzer's here. I did. And you do too, everyone. Uh, all right. Uh, Ken Plume with the Super Chat. Thanks for Super Chat. Hit that like, folks. Hit that like button, folks. I'm just dropping words. Um, love that. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Plume. I owe you. I'll um, save your ass in Fortnite versus the 20 times you saved mine. Uh, Scotty says, have you seen Parliament Funkadelic? One of the best shows I've ever been to. No, Scotty, you didn't invite me. And that's that's really what the problem is here right now. Uh, Ben Wellington's here. Yes, Alive and Amplified is a song I know. <laughs> yes, Mooney Suzuki, a great band out of, I, th- I believe, do believe the Detroit, and they were part of that garage rock scene in the early 2000s, and I love a lot of those bands. And yeah, the Strokes kind of became perhaps the, the, the biggest, most marketable success. I, well, let's say White Stripes as well. But I, I still think um, the Strokes kind of were that, uh, the, 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 the child of that genre to, to take over the airwaves for a while. And uh, Muni Suzuki was, I don't compare. I, 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 they're not better or less than any other band. They were themselves. They were a great band. I think they're still going. It's been a bit. Uh, but yeah, check out Muni Suzuki, man. Love that. Love that band. What a live show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, SMG says, Ken, you're a Northridge guy. Ever been to Brent's Deli? So good. I have been to Brent's Deli. I'm supposed to go there again soon. I'm supposed to meet a, a comic friend of mine, Barry, over there. And uh, it's been a bit. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. Uh, it used to be, uh, it would be an ordered a lot. You know, like if we had, um, when I was uh, working over at the Northridge Fashion Center and, and if there was like a corporate lunch and we ordered in, Brent, Brent's was on the rotation and it's a good deli. I like a good deli. Even if it, even if an egg, egg salad sandwich is $13.95, not counting the pickle and not counting the fries, which is an additional $7.95. Even with diner prices, I enjoy a good diner and a good deli. Um, <laughs> Adam says, I love you, Ken, but, it, but it's not you I want to, to be releasing me from a cargo show. You know, I've, I, but Adam, if you let me convince you to ditch your cargo shorts, you, you will have what you seek. Um, all right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Tully's got a question here. Elvis Presley or Elvis Costello? Which one is the uh, one true king? I, I'm a fan of both. Uh, it's, it's hard to compare. Um, Elvis has uh, obviously his, uh, uh, you know, uh, legendary spot in, in rock and pop culture history. Yes, I understand some of the uh, complicated uh, history uh, 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 in his journey. Um, I also think some of that was a, a, a unfortunate uh, a byproduct of the time. I do believe folks like um, Little Richard and uh, Chuck Berry uh, uh, and the like uh, um, were were absolutely cast aside, uh, pushed aside because of the color of their skin. And, and folks like Elvis 
uh, were inserted into their place. Um, there's no doubt about that. I think Elvis was aware of that. And uh, you can find some documentation out there to probably back that. So I, I always want to acknowledge that because I'm a big fan of, of, of true history. And I, I'm a big fan of pushing past the pop culture headlines or the pop culture myths to really get to the truth of it. But I also don't want to take anything away from it. Elvis was a once-in-a-lifetime a star. There was many others that they uh, tried to do it with before and after. But it was Elvis that became the king. So uh, I'm a big fan of, of Elvis. Wasn't always a fan of Elvis in, in terms of just like his music. Liked a song here and there. Um, but I was driving on the 40 freeway in 2008. Uh, big year for me. Uh, driving on the 40 free, freeway into Memphis, crossing the Mississippi River. And Elvis, I, just, I, I said, this would be kind of fun. This would be kind of cheesy. I'm going to put some Elvis on. And it was, a, it was a spiritual experience. It really was. I'm not saying Elvis suddenly manifested and appeared in my car. But it, it had some vibes that were, I, I felt, I just, I got caught up in the moment. Didn't go to Graceland. We were passing through and had to drive on. Um, and I don't know if I'm ever going to get to Graceland. We'll see. But I, I, somehow we're all uh, going to Graceland. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's my tech and Elvis. Elvis Costello, I absolutely love. I think Elvis is um, not, I want to say, equally as important uh, than the king because it's 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 hard to put anyone direct one-to-one with Elvis Presley. But Elvis Costello for that new wave move, movement and what it did to move rock forward, what it did along with punk in that time to, to, to uh, um, really keep the spirit of rock and roll alive when it was perhaps... Uh, diminished and challenged uh, a little bit i'm not this it sounds like a veiled th- uh, you know veiled slap in the face uh, to, of yes and the prog rock bands and the stadium rock bands that's not fair to them i don't like those bands but it's not fair to them but uh, I'm, I'm a new waver even more than a punk i'm a new waver yeah i'm not a punk i'm a new waver look at this beanie uh, and it's still rock and roll to me so i love both of them equally cannot compare all right, uh, Kingsport Cal's been to three nine-inch nail shows. That is fantastic and good for you. Uh, Tracy says, Ken, I have a weird obsession with pocket-sized books. Do you have a strange uh, predilection uh, with collectibles? Um, I mean, um, that's... I have to think about that, but this is live. We're live on the uh, – and, th- and by the way, this will be released as a podcast to so those listening later. Hi. Welcome to the program. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like uh, I, I, I had an obsession with Funko Pops for a while, but I'm going to start selling my Funko Pops. You all want some Star Wars Funko Pops. I'm going to be selling them, I think, in bunches. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we were able to uh, uh, sell all the Legos, and, and that has kept me afloat this tough month, and we all got to do what we got to do. Um, but that's that. So, uh, you know, Trey T, I might just DM me on Discord with some options after that. Maybe I'll come back to that next week. I'll try to think about that. Like, always having Uncrustables in my refrigerator is kind of a weird collection thing. <laughs> Uh, great question. If you guys got a question, ask him. Join the conversation. If you got a super chat, uh, that is wonderful. Uh, not needed to join the conversation, but also means I will at least acknowledge your question. I want to, you know, keep my legal doors open to not answer any questions that I want. Sean Room, uh, who allows me to say that without punching me in his face. I'm seeing the OT, the original trilogy in theaters this weekend. First time on the big screen means I need three movie snacks to go the weekend. Top three go-tos in the theater. 
Oh, this is f- wonderful. Um, I so I uh, uh, I got to catch up with chat. Oh my gosh, uh, you guys got some great questions and a super chat's coming here as well. Appreciate that from the real McCoy. Got that. Uh, I got to start favorite. You know, what I got to do. I got to favorite some of these questions like we do on Four Center. I'll do. All right, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. Uh, oh, that's a great one there. Okay. Um, <laughs> Every review of a Parliament Funkadelic show should be just they tore the roof off that sucker. That's great. Uh, Sean Room, you're. Co- I don't go to movie theaters a lot, as you all know, but I do enjoy going. I eat all my snacks before the credits are done. I try to get it all out of the way except for maybe the soda. And, you know, as you get older, a large drink, whatever your drink of choice is in the theater, you get you got to be concerned about that. So a small, get a small drink. Um, I don't, I, I do like popcorn, but I don't love it too much during the movie. I find it distracting for myself. I do enjoy a hot dog. Get yourself a meal, a hot dog or a chicken tender option. Is that a snack versus a meal? doesn't matter. It's in a movie theater. It's all snacks. Then I will go, I'll go Junior Mints. Now, the owner, uh, the creator of Junior Mints is, uh, is a problematic person. One of the, one of the genius minds behind the John Birch Society. So I, I don't want to support the legacy of Junior Mints, but uh, it's, it's like my favorite Candy is my favorite movie theater candy next to Reese's Pieces. Uh, I will get a bag. If that's what I'm going to, if I need three snacks, the option is like one or two hot dogs. And I don't put a lot of toppings on them in a movie theater. I don't want to, I don't want to get caught up in that. No, absolutely not. I'll just stick that piece of meat straight into my mouth with no sauce on it. And you can clip that out if you'd like. Then I go junior mints to kind of clear the palate. It's like brushing your teeth, but with chocolate, all right? Uh, and then if I want a long-form snack that I will sneak during the movie, Reese's Pieces. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, I will try to catch up. Uh, okay. Oh, look at this one. Michael Kautzis has seen Cat Stevens at the rally to restore sanity and our and, uh, fear in D.C. is close second. Oh, I loved it. Oh, my McCartney at Miller Park. I, I missed a chance to see Paul McCartney last time out. Um, he was um, uh, so fine, and I didn't get a chance to go. Scott says, Grace Sun isn't very satisfying. Pay $48 to get an iPad where John Stamos gives you a virtual audio tour. Look, I might go for the Stamos. All right. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty Mike. I'm, I am catching up with some of these uh, questions. Vermont Mike is here. What's up, Vermont Mike? Um... Did the pop bubble pop? Did the pop bubble pop? I think it did. Popcorn Reese's Pieces, Dr. Pepper. It's a good one. Laser Bolt and I can hang out um, over Reese's Pieces. Dylan Barris is late, but you're here. No, you're not late. You're here. Uh, Rads is here. Movie theater. Gives- <laughs> uh, old Hanson says, movie theater popcorn gives me gas. I started sneaking small packs of uh, shelled sunflower seeds. Uh, that's great. I bet I bet the folks that uh, clean the theaters love that. Actually, they probably do. Easier to clean than uh, popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. Yeah, popcorn can be a digestive challenge, can it? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Michael's is just a small drink from Water Fountain. Junior Mints is always the right answer. And yes, I'm watching a surgery. Uh, got it. Meats and mints. That's it. That's it, Sean. That's my guide to life. Meats and mints. <laughs> Dylan says, what material can we spec tomorrow night? Um, 
I got. I'm just. I'm trying to do some newer bits that I'm getting off the ground. Uh, Mark Ellis and I uh, got uh, some cool shows coming this year, and I want to be up to speed. I was a little disappointed, like I said last week, with my Seattle performance. A uh, lot of stuff going on behind the scenes for me, but uh, as 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 you all saw last week on the stream, I've been carrying a lot of eggs for a, a bit here. Um, so a lot of the same stuff, you know, uh, silly stuff, pushing a little bit of social commentary. I don't I don't want to get too too heavy on stage, uh, but. I'm there to tell jokes with a purpose. No doubt about that. Not, uh, no doubt about that. All right, you guys got to see some wrestling. Uh, John Smith's got a question. All right, so I'm, I'm favoring the questions here. And then you guys following up. Um, sometimes you sneak in sandwiches instead of buying popcorn, even bagels with lox and cream cheese. Ooh, LQ. Look, I don't, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know about, I don't know what I could say. I don't know. I don't like lox. I don't like locks on bagels, but if it's for you, I think that's great. I think you all should do a good, good job. I uh, good uh, do yourself a good job and do that. I used to love uh, speaking of controversial theater foods. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's still there. The way theaters close and everything. I don't know if the the Pacific Theaters brand is still around even. But uh, there was the big Winnetka Twenty up Winnetka, California, right there, essentially Northridge which is the location in which I saw The Phantom Menace and everything. And that's, that's when I used to go see a lot of movies. It wasn't like, I don't know. I, I lost my, my interest in, in, in movies as, as my number one kind of uh, art to invest in a long time ago. But I, I, there was a point when I really liked it, and I was there for that. And I used to go to the Winnetka Theater with a Winnetka 20 uh, uh, every Monday for like 1999 to like 2002. It's like my day off. And there was a great little uh, cafe next door, and you could bring the food in, and I'd order a tuna sandwich. I'm not saying a tuna sandwich was the best thing to bring in a movie theater for other people around me, but I, I, it was usually empty. Often I was there alone or in a row by myself, and there wasn't a row, no one with a row for like 12 rows. So I felt I wasn't impinging on society with my tuna fish sandwich. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was my favorite snack for a while. I had a nice little lunch. It was a great little treat. Catch a matinee show. Get a tuna fish sandwich. Uh, by the way, I don't call it tuna fish a lot. I just say tuna sandwich. Tuna fish, though comical, is disgusting. I would get two pickles, some potato chips. I try to eat those before the theater. I didn't want to be too loud with that. And a, and, a, and a soda pop. I call soda, you call pop. We call soda pop. Let's not fight about it today. And that would be a snack. That would be a gum. Peter's there. Uh, great to see you live. Been following you in the Schmelz Cruise since 2012. Hope all is well. Peter, you know, everything's going to be well. Uh, and everything will be well. Um, there you go. Early to bed says uh, old handsaw. Good night, good night, good night. SMG says, "Hey, I saw the Phantom Menace at Winnetka also." Well, you know, did you? Uh, let me ask you this, SMG. Did you see the Phantom Menace at 10 a.m. on the opening day at the Winnetka Theaters, the Pacific Theaters, Winnetka 20? If you did, we were there at the same time. If you did, like the 10 a.m. It's like a 10:05 show, and I have the ticket somewhere in my room here. I found it in the novelization of the Phantom Menace last year. I was there. We were there together. We were there. I knew the tuna fish sandwich was going to be controversial. Ken Plume says tuna sandwich in a the theater. That's the, what's, what's the worst for those around you? Thing you've ever eaten on a plane. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll say this. I'm pretty respectful on planes. I, I will, and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not making myself in any kind of hero here. Um, I, don't, I, don't bring, I don't bring stuff onto the plane. And I don't, I don't have a problem with people that do. I did have a friend recently brought some salmon. They bought it in, like, the airport food court. And they wrapped it up. They ate some of it, wrapped it up, and brought it onto the plane. 
no one complained, but I'm just, I'm, I wouldn't have done that. But other, other than that, yeah, I don't, I'm, um, I'm, a, I'm an, I'm a easy going plane traveler because I love traveling on, on planes and I love airports, but I also have a low key kind of anxiety that I just want to get to my seat. So bringing food onto the plane, uh, would, would stress me out more than other people. So I don't, I avoid that in all honesty. And once on the plane, uh, they don't, they don't offer a lot of food these days, right? It's a snack box. And then you got, you got the flight attendant serving and there, and she's three rows in front of you and you hear her go, Oh, we're out of snack boxes and you're up shit's Creek for the rest of that flight. And then you wish you did bring salmon onto the plane there. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, there, Jay Seeds here live, live. Um, all right, oh, I did not. We went and saw it, then went to Kenny Rogers' restaurant around the corner. Weird restaurant. Uh, there was, there was, man, I got to tell you, SMG, the Kenny Rogers roaster, I don't know which one you went to, um, but um, you might have gone to the one that was on the fall, at the Fallbrook Center, what was known then as the Fallbrook Mall. And I also was the security director over that one. I wasn't on site. It was part of our contract. And um, the Kenny Rogers roaster there burnt down under mysterious circumstances. That might have been the one you went to. Uh, Follow-up to uh, my 20 Minutes of Coffee show. Did we get the Detroit pizza yet? We did not. There's a chance Mark Ellis and I get one this weekend. Uh, Scotty says, do you hope they have a, a Phantom Menace 25th anniversary screening? I sure do. Yeah, I would love, love that. Love that. Love that. All right, let me go. I'll catch up a chat there in a second. (sighs) Let me take a breath. It's a one-man show. One-man show. All right, Uh, catching up with the starred or favorite questions. Ken Plume again says, hit the like button, folks. Thanks for the super chat. Ken. Real McCoy, thanks for the super chat. What deceased music artist do you wish you got to see when they were alive? Uh, That's a great question. God. Well, George Harrison. George is my guy. George is my beetle. I don't think I can answer anything else other than than, than George Harrison. Uh, I don't think he was going out there on the road uh, uh, a lot when I was of a, you know of a certain age and financial status to go get tickets to a show or go with friends. Uh, I don't think I don't remember the last time he toured his early nineties tour of Japan, all that kind of stuff. Might have been, so I wouldn't have had a shot. Uh, but that would have been something special if he had and I had gone. That that that's pretty much the only one for me there's other folks who have who have uh left us and yeah i'd love to see their shows but that's uh that's my guy which is why i want to see paul i want to see ringo even i gotta get to that thank you for super chat real mccoy great question there uh king sport cow says this determines your manhood sticker automatic first of all and it does not king sport cow and you know better it doesn't determine anything and i am automatic i uh, drive an automatic i live in the city i live uh, stick is pointless out here I, I could drive stick in a pinch if I needed to. Clutch, brake, gas. Gas, brake, honk. I get it. I tried to learn on my dad's 1986 Mazda pickup truck. That's the first car I learned to drive on. Stick shift. And I nearly drove it through the garage door. Stopped in time. Thank God. But I did the whole boom, jerk four. It was, and I didn't drive again for a year. I, I was delayed a year getting my license because it freaked me out so much. So I, I then learned to drive in our Mazda MPV van, our multi-purpose vehicle or van. The Mazda MPV van was my first car that I drove. It was my parents' car, but I, I learned on that one. There you go. 
There you go. Uh, more questions coming in. Appreciate that. Thank you all for hanging out here. We'll be here. We'll be here for a bit. I'll take your questions. This is Blathering Live. We'll do regular blatherings. Don't you worry. Got some interviews lined up. Robbie Smith and I, our biggest win, coming your way again in February. Scotty uh, J. Rose says, uh, have you been to New Orleans before? I have. What year is that? January 2016. I went with Screen Junkies. And uh, we had a um, gas break honk. Uh, we had a um, convent. It was Wizard World. We were out there. So I got to spend uh, three or four days. I think really it was about two and a half when you do travel and all that good stuff. It was a convention. And you spent a lot of time at the convention there. We had a hotel right across from the convention center there uh, on the riverbank. But we spent several nights in um, in New Orleans doing doing the Bourbon Street thing. And, you know, I know that's probably only a small experience in the bigger New Orleans picture. Dying to get back there. I just did receive some word uh, that I might have a reason to be there later this year. Um, I would love to get Grace out there and her witchy ways. I think she would love uh, kind of uh, feeling the haunts and spirits of the city and all that kind of stuff. I, I got a uh, beignet at uh, Cafe Du Monde and did all that thing and almost peed my pants in the middle of the street because I had to go pee so bad after drinking <laughs> rum and whiskey and doing shots at that uh, that old I, – I, I forget the name of it. It's the oldest pub, but it's at the end of the road, and it's like the old old something pub, and it was there like the 16th. They don't have electricity, blah, blah. I did like cherry cordial shots there, and wow, that um, that was a thing. That was a thing. Uh, King Fork Caldera is an automatic too. Uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, would love to get back, Scotty. And if I uh, am in the area, you can also discuss with me that how George is our favorite Beatle. I feel like, uh, uh, Scotty says, uh, George is also my favorite Beatle. I feel like his music has always been the most down to earth and pure. Uh, why is he your favorite? I think, I think in the end, I was a big John guy early and I, I, I love John. Um, I, I then kind of went to, you know, Paul. And we always, we all kind of love, um, we all kind of love Ringo, but there's, there's Ringo is my favorite people. And I love those folks. Hey, uh, sorry, I cut myself off. Um, as I got a little older, especially as depression set in and I was going through a lot of, we're all, we're always all going through a lot. That was me in my early to mid twenties around the time I was in the radio station days when I started there at K-Barrett, I really started to fall in love with Georgia's music. Really started to understand what All Things Must Pass as an album was and, and, and what he went through. I think there was something, I, I don't have anything against Paul and John, but I wasn't in the band, but there was something I identified with um, that struggle of George to be like, I've got songs too, man. I, 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 I'll, I'll play whatever you want, Paul. I'll play it or I won't play it, but I, I got songs too. And to have it explode out in that way with that legendary album and all his albums uh, uh, that that came up or down, gone tropo or not, uh, I, I love what George had to say. And I also love George's, I think all of them are funny. That was part of the the, the, the magic of the Beatles, uh, uh, you know, the ingredients there was um, they all had wit and they all had humor and they, they brought that kind of UK sense over to us and we loved it. I th- Hard Day's Night is a really funny movie. Help is a really crazy and funny movie. But I think George's kind of sly wry, naturally satirical kind of look. His his part in the ruddles, it just seemed like he had um, the ability to step outside of himself a little more than the others, particularly Paul at certain points in Paul's career. And and that's, I just got drawn in by that and his spirituality. So there you go. George Talk. 
Uh, there you go. I went to Lafitte's bar. He was a pirate around New Orleans for years. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, you know right where it was. I want to get back. I want to get back. We got to go back to the island. All right. We got a pro wrestling um, question here from Adam Knight, a pro wrestler. Best dropkick, Jim Brunzel or Paul Roma? Are those my only two choices? I, you know, trying to think of other drop kicks of that era, but um, I, I'd say I'd love watching Tito Santana do a drop kick, a, a guy from that era. Um, Jim Brunzel or Paul Roma? I think I'm going to go Paul Roma. Underrated. I think Paul Roma was under. I liked Power and Glory as a tag team. I didn't like him, the Young Stallions, him and Jim Powers, you know. Didn't catch with me. But power and glory. I thought I had them pegged for tag team champions. I know it was a crowded field. Heart Foundation, Demolition, Road Warriors, Legion of Doom a little bit later on. You had the Rockers never officially winning the title. It was a crowded picture. But I thought power and glory, glory was a sleeper team. I'm going to go that. Jim Brunzel, good. I never met Jim, Jim Brunzel. Uh, I met uh, B. Brian Blair uh, several times at the uh, Cauliflower Alley Club. Um, Michael says, uh, look, if you're coming back to New Orleans, I'll definitely be there. Well, all I can say is stay tuned. All right, I'm favoriting more questions here, catching up. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Blathering Live. We can talk about whatever you want. I'll answer your questions, maybe. If you want to guarantee that the question is acknowledged, you know what to do. Put a super chat or put something in. We're also live streaming on Twitch. Uh, I don't think a ton of people are still watching. Yeah, no, actually you are. And on Facebook. I am going across all the streams. And will I end up live on Instagram at the same time? Live on uh, TikTok and live on LinkedIn? Yeah. As I said in my tweet promoting this that probably no one saw because it had a link in it or a link below. If I could go live on a gas station uh, pump TV screen right now, I would. It'd be the dream. It'd be the dream. All right. Uh, this one, this, well, okay. Let me, let me get to this one here first. Rads, I'll get to you. Mike Fink says, what about King of the North? I, uh, you just, I didn't, that was earlier in the night, so I don't know if you were referring to something specific um, or who's my choice for King of the North. It, 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 Sansa. If that's what it is, uh, I'll let you rephrase, or, or maybe I lost it. Um, thank you, Kingsport Cal. I appreciate that. Um, good question from ben, ben Wellington, but I want to get to this one from Rads. Uh, may uh, may be wrong, but I thought I heard you say you had Thai food in London on a stream the other day. Did you take my Busaba recommendation? If so, how'd you find it? I am going to find out where I went exactly. There was a Thai restaurant right next to the Excel Center, right around the corner from it. So that's where we went. I don't know if that was the spot. Um, I'm Google mapping this right now. And, you know, I do love a good Google map. I do, do love a good Google map session. There's the Excel Center. There's where I stayed. Nope, nope. It was uh, Nikon, Nikon Thai uh, right there, right near the uh, uh, Victoria Dock Park Run and the uh, Wake Up Docklands uh, all over there, and not too far from the Western Beach Apartments for those that live there, and near City Hall. We had to pass City Hall to get to it. So, yeah, we didn't have a chance to do that. Uh, we kind of got... Um, we, we had a good night. Uh, uh, me, Grace, Joseph, and Sarah Scrimshaw had a good time walking around London one of the nights, and then we went to get food, but it was kind of later, and, you know, we were, it was our first night kind of uh, strolling around, and so we still had a little bit of... Uh, 
our, our, it was earlier for us than it was actually in, in, in terms of the clock. And we got hungry late and there was like nothing open. But we went to this pretty interesting restaurant. I don't remember the name of it. It was essentially a club. I had a beanie on because it was cold. And they said, sir, you have to take it off to go upstairs. So I'd ate the, eat the entire restaurant with my just hair flopping out there like I was Bill Murray from Kingpin. Uh, and it was like a fancy club-like environment. But it was, uh, it was some like Asian fusion type of restaurant. And it was near the big, that cathedral, the, the famous uh, cathedral that I'm, of course, blanking on right now. Um, and uh, it was a good meal, but it was a weird. And they, it, <laughs> the bathroom had like a giant life-size like shogun uh, uh, kind of guy in there, like like you'd walk. It was like a statue, and it was a dude, and you just right. It kind of made sounds. It was like like Joseph came back from the bathroom. He was like, "I'm going to warn you if you go in there, don't jump. There is someone in there, but it's not a real human." Uh, so that's where we went. So unfortunately, we lost kind of a, a, a that night to, to getting food and doing uh, something like uh, your suggestion there. So next time, next time, rats. All right, uh, Ben Wellington. Oh, the, oh. Um, Laserbolt's got a super chat and a question. I'm going to answer that here. But Ben Wellington says, Ken, what's your songwriting process like? Does the music come from come first or do you go poetry first? Or thanks for all the great conversations. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harrison says, because I also love a good Google map session. You know I do. You know I do. Um, mm, woo, choking on my own uh, rum here. Mm. Uh, my songwriting process is this. Um, I wait for Sean Arnold or Brian Tiller to come up with some spectacular music and maybe even kind of hum where they think uh, the verse and the chorus might go. Or just sometimes they tell me, eh, maybe, I don't know, here, 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 here. And like a, a math problem, I, I find out where I need to write and I just go spend some time with the music. I usually walk around Burbank. I used to go to the LA Zoo when I was a member last year. And, uh, just put some AirPods in and just play the songs over and over and over and over. And God bless it, I'm having some Wi-Fi problems. You know, I paid for the bigger Wi-Fi. I paid for the big Wi-Fi package from Spectrum. And once again, the problems have returned. So I apologize if I break up a little bit. And that's what I do, Ben. I hear what the song... This, this sounds... I know this sounds very mystical, woo-woo-y stuff, but I, it's, it's the truth. I find out what the song is saying to me. I find out what's going on in me, and um, it's I'm almost joking like it's you know Wayne Campbell from Wayne's World Two looking around going a uh, man fashioning a canoe, but I, I I'm just like feeling what I'm going through, feeling my environment, and and then I then I write, uh, and then usually it's pretty easy after that. You know, you do some counting the syllables. I try to get a good you know I'm not a, I'm not a genius rhymer at least not yet. Getting more brave with it. I had a couple lines and verses from song to song that were too similar that I didn't even realize it until afterwards, but I'm working on that. But, um, I go with that. Uh, our first, the moon ages, first song, tell me, tell me came, came from me walking the streets of, of Burbank at about nine o'clock at night, listening to music and feeling I'd, this can't be where my life was supposed to end up. You know, I'm not even talking about, I deserve fame and fortune, but I just, this can't be it. This cannot be it, and I still have these dreams. I want to know if these dreams come true. Like this, this, this. Someone tell me, and that that was literally the song, and it was like ah. But it took a little bit to get there, as Brian Tiller will tell you if he uh, pops in a chat or watches later. Uh, so that's kind of the process. That's kind of, kind of how it goes, and it, it you know it works different. Um, um. Oh my gosh, Matthew found it. Uh, um. Yeah, it is. Um. 
it changes from song to song. There was one song. Um, so the la- the last song on our EP, uh, which you can find, I gotta change the. Uh, I forgot this wasn't formatted right, uh, but there you go. Broken pieces and what remains is still there. Uh, there was the last song on there. Uh, last step first ended up being kind of a self help uh, song, so to speak, to myself. But it was I, I had a different idea for it. It was a little more just directly political and socially conscious, and and it wasn't it wasn't coming. And even though the things that I was wanting to to write about. And have Brian sing about where where something important to me. It just it, it was it was for it was I was forcing it, so I had to pull back and kind of hear what the song was saying to me. Adam has agreed. Power and glory were definitely underrated. I don't even think um, Power and Glory didn't didn't even have theme music. That's how underrated they were. Underrated by the company, they were underrated by the office. Ben says uh, you don't have to rhyme all the time. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me his great lyrics. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. Ben's got some great songs as well. Seek out his stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm learning that. And it's not that, it, you know, you're going to have your rhymes. And that was the thing, too. Uh, I've, you know, listened to song lyrics for years and years and years, um, as we all have as, as music fans. And, yeah, you know, there's some real simple lyrics out there and some simple rhymes. But you, I think you're, you'd be surprised if you stop and listen to even some of the all-time great songs. And, you know, there's the, I, you know, Paul Simon goes to one of Billy Joel's great with lyrics, uh, you know, um, Tom Waits, a storyteller, someone like that. You know, I, I love outside-the-box things. I love things that don't make sense. I love $3 words in a, in a $1 song. But a lot of the biggest songs, what I'm going for, I'm going for songs you can sing along with in a pub. And, and um, I always want to stretch my abilities as a songwriter and a lyric writer. Um, but I want you to feel like you know it. I want you to feel a little bit like you know what's coming next. Because then you've already spent time with the song, even though you haven't. That's my kind of approach. But hey. Don't ask me. Uh, big breaking news. Uh, oh, Laser Bolt says quality dropped a little, but it's nice and smooth. Yeah, I just uh, I know the rain. The rain effect. We're not raining right now, um, but the rain uh, in Spain flows mainly in plain. Uh, no, the rain does kind of. Uh, oh, sorry, my lower third. I apologize. How dare me? Oh my god, the stream's a mess now. Uh, Emperor checking in on uh, Twitch. Thank you. Um, well, god damn it, was the question? Uh, that, oh, thank you, Elizabeth. There it is. There it is. All right, Matthew Stokes. He found it. This is the power and the danger of Google Maps. It was the Ivy Asia near St. Paul's. There's a photo of the Shogun in the toilet on the Google Maps. That's it. That's a hundred percent it. The Ivy Asia near the St. Paul Cathedral. I have a lot of pictures on my iPhone. I just couldn't remember the cathedral name. That's it. It was the only thing open. It was like 11 o'clock at night. McDonald's was closing or there was a lot, like we couldn't, we went to a pub that we said was on our phone, said it was open and it was closed. So we ended up at the Ivy Asia near St. Paul, like literally right, right across from St. Paul's Cathedral. Good job, Matthew. Good job. Good job. Uh, King Sport Cow Super Chat says, can you elaborate what went down with Collider or plead the fifth? If a big movie tech company wanted you again, would you sign on Chances for Radio? I will answer that. Uh, let me, give me a second. I'm going to, I'll answer that. Uh, I got to clear this one. Uh, John Smith asks this: How hard was it to sell the Legos? Uh, tremendously hard. Tremendously hard. I, uh, I like it, it, not just beyond just my position. And I wanted to address what was going on last week, and maybe this is the time to do it. Uh, I want to thank everyone who watched the, the episode last week, even on replay. I want to f- thank everyone who uh, um, reached out to other people I know <laughs> to say, "Hey, have you checked on Caddy? Seems like he's going uh, bonkers." Uh, last week's episode was really hard for me. 
Uh, but we're all, we're all going through this, right? I have talked to so many people, even just today, who, who are experiencing the same things of not knowing what's next. I was checking in with my friend Scott and just said, hey, how are you doing? This is after the live stream last week, and, and, he, and he and I hadn't talked in a bit. And he, and he gave back to me the words that I would have given him down to what was going on about I don't, I don't know what's next. I can't find out what's next. I'm trying to get this job. I'm trying to do, uh, you know, no job's too low for me, but I can't even get those. The bills are mounting up. And, and, and we, are, we are all not alone. And I was looking on, on, a, on a thread on threads today of someone going, I've been unemployed for nine months. I have uh, applied for X number of jobs. I've gotten only three interviews. And it, it's, it, it, we're, we're hearing that the economy is better, and, and it is better in a lot of those signifying ways that we talked about last week. But these jobs, talking about it to another friend just yesterday who um, she can't find work. She was let go from a, a video game job and, and, and she's, trying, she's trying to find anything. And she says, there's, you know, the point, there are these jobs, but these jobs won't cover it. And that was what I was, the panic was of last week was if I start full time at Del Taco tomorrow, that still doesn't cover my bills. So now I have to have two jobs and two jobs. And that's the struggle we're all going through. So last week's episode ended up being a little bit about what's going on with me, but I love talking about what I'm experiencing and, and hoping that it can connect with some of you out there. But you all were all so warm and wonderful, even Kingsport Cal and um, generous super chats and, and generous words of encouragement. And, 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 and it really means a lot. It really means a lot. And now it's time to also pay it forward to, to those uh, uh, around you and your own lives that are going through it or, or even people that you don't know. So uh, I apologize. Some of you had to see me cry. It, it, as I've said before, it, not the first time I've cried. I've saying this on 20 Minutes of Coffee yesterday. Not the first time I've cried on air. First time was on radio in 1996. Uh, cried on Four Center a few times. I cried. Did I cry in Screen Junkies? Maybe I got misty-eyed when I was leaving. <laughs> TV, TV fights. Um, I don't think I cried at Collider. Um, I cried going to Collider, but not not on air there. So I, I'm an emotional fellow, but you all you all were good. But anyways, all that to say, John, it was hard to sell the Legos because it was something that I've collected, something that represents who I am in a lot of ways. And to do it to um, to do it to just just survive. You know, I, I'm I you know it's not like I'm paying off debt. I'm selling these things to just get to the next month. And then I have to figure out the next month. Uh, I've got, I've got, a, 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 I hope it's a little bit of a gig lined up. Um, looking at those things, I'll, I'll take care of myself. I'll find my way forward. But that, that, that's, that's part of the sadness too. It's not like I'm selling some of these stuff to be like, oh, cool, and now my debt's gone. It, it's just like we're just getting the next month. But again, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. Um. All right, so we'll do that there. We'll get to that Collider question. Emperor says, hey, man, miss the Star Wars show on Collider. Uh, check out Force Center, man. We go deeper. We go deeper. Um, oh, speaking of rock and roll uh, passings, well, uh, no, Mojo Nixon passed away? Oh, man. I got to stop doing live streams. People I like keep passing away. <laughs> Damn it. Rest in peace, Mojo Nixon. We'll definitely play some Mojo on uh, Pop Rock and Radio. Man, that's, uh, man, appreciate it. Mm, damn it. Thanks, uh, thanks Troy. Uh, kind of funny, Elvis came up earlier. Uh, oh, sorry about that. I meant to click up this. Uh, Dylan says, your honesty is why I keep coming back. Listen, I love the show. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I can only be, I can only be honest. Uh, I can only be honest. Uh, Michael says, thanks for talking about these things because you never know uh, how or who could help. Appreciate that. 
I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Emperor. Check out check out Force Center. We're on YouTube now. The podcast has been going strong for ten years, but we're full bore on YouTube as well. If people uh, like to see our faces. Um. Thank you, JC. It says last week was cool to see people pour into your cup and fill you up again. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm going to start crying again. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and even you know, had some conversations with some folks I haven't talked to in a while after uh, the show too as well. And uh, the only thing I can do go forward is continue to work hard to not take the charity and squander it. To not take take any support uh, uh, and squander it, but to build, to find work, to take care of myself, to do that, but also to plug in and maybe find myself uh, a path forward to be a better person, you know. And I'm 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 not perfect. Um, <laughs> uh, Case Workout says, not only do I watch Napsock, but I'm also a member. Yes, you are. You are a channel member. You're live in chat on 20 Minutes of Coffee. Uh, thanks for joining. We're past the hour mark, but I'm still going strong here. I didn't even really touch this drink, to be honest. I'm going to have to get some dinner at some point. Um, Cal, why don't you Uber Eats me some grits? Won't you do that? Uh, Jedi Gothic says, if you don't know Mojo Nixon, then you need some fixing. I agree with that. I agree with that. I uh, love that. He, yeah, the, one of my favorite Mojo songs I've played for years is, is what's his... Um, his cover of the, the Alice Cooper song. Um, God, I'm, why am I drawing blanks? I uh, used to make every mix CD um, back in the day. Thanks, Jedi Gothic. All right. Uh, where's some questions? Where's some questions? I'm going to get to All right. So, uh, we do, so window or aisle. So, enter, Dylan, uh, check out the Force Center uh, Subjective Wars episode. Me, Joseph, and Jennifer really went into this. I think I, I came up as a window person, but now I'm all aisle all the way. But a Bigger, long-form, like 30-minute conversation we had over there. Check that out if you haven't already. Michael Kautz's favorite Star Wars movie, Seen in a Theater. Return of the Jedi. Up in San Luis Obispo at the Fremont Theater was my first one that I remember. Of course, uh, Star Wars, New Hope, and a Drive-In. Don't remember that one much. That was pretty cool. It's hard to... I'll say I'll say this, Michael. It's it's everyone's been kind of a joy, but like I, I'm so positive on the prequels now. But I was I was in my feelings about them in 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 the early 2000s. So going to see Attack of the Clones was done with excitement, but I wasn't my heart wasn't fully open. Going to see Revenge of the Sith was done with excitement, but my heart wasn't fully open. But my heart was fully open for Phantom Menace. And yes, it got, you know, I, again, I went through some things. I love Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace is one of my favorite Star Wars films as of right now. It was not always. Absolutely not always. And it doesn't have to be anyone else's favorite. It doesn't have to be. But for, for me, it's, it's one of my favorite Star Wars films and one of my favorite to watch. But in 1999, the anticipation was legendary, perhaps too high. Um, getting the, the tickets, waiting in line, getting heat exhaustion, getting the tickets for my friends, going to uh, the Winneka theaters early uh, to make sure we get our seats, no assigned seat. Had a friend with me who has since passed away who had come down from my hometown and was there with me. And right before uh, the, you know, the Lucasfilm, lo- that Lucasfilm logo flashes on the screen and right before a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, it's that pause. And I wrote about it in Why We Love Star Wars for a reason. It's that that pause is so powerful. And um, um, 
it uh, it's uh, that explosion of just excitement between Lucasfilm logo and a long time ago just was just irreplaceable. And I had it again for Phantom Man. Uh, excuse me for Force Awakens. Driving, I by that's, this point I'm going to a screening. Um, sorry, my internet again, fudging about. Apologize for that. I was going to a press screening, and it's a little less fun, but it was like my first major press screening. It was for Force Awakens, and I, I got to drive to the Disney lot. My excitement was there, but it was a di- that was different. It was different. Going to the premiere of Last Jedi, that was different. Going to the premiere of Solo, awesome because I saw Lawrence Kasdan didn't have tri tip, but it was different. Um, Rise of Skywalker was different because I went in ready to fist fight anybody who did not like the film <laughs> and, and loved the film. Cried. I cried. Speaking of crying, I cried like six distinct separate points in my first view in Rise of Skywalker. And I still love that film. But nothing replaces that one and a half second between the logo and a long time ago, Phantom Menace, that first viewing. It was, it was, it was amazing. Um... Thanks for being real. Here's some of my survey money, says Michael. Uh, love that. Uh, regarding the plane flights window all day, says uh, Laserbolt, who should know a thing or two about flying them aeroplanes and uh, getting up there in the skies. Uh, all right, I was just sorry. I was just checking my back end on YouTube, and my thumbnail was, was still up. I thought, crap, has this that been the entire episode? But I think you guys would have told me. Rads was eight at the time for Phantom Menace. I was not. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get to uh, the big question from um, Cal. Troy has an update on Mojo Nixon. I'm reading Mojo had a heart attack the day after performing a show and allegedly partying in the night while on the Outlaw Country cruise. Uh, hard to be made about. Uh, hard to be mad about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would. Uh, that's both a way to go and a way to go, but that's a that's a seems like a Mojo Nixon way to go. Um, I got, what is uh, that tune? Mojo Nixon. There he is, getting it up here. I'm gonna yeah, we'll definitely do some uh, Mojo on Pop Rock and Radio. He's a character. He is a character, no doubt about that. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Mojo Nixon. All right. Uh, poor em- Emperor. Uh, man, I broke my thumb of four places. Required surgery the next day. Lost my job due to injury. Emperor. Emperor Julius Caesar. I feel bad for you, man. That sucks. Let's fight the power, man. I hate shit like that. Oh, no. I'm drinking. I swore. All right. Happy affiliate anniversary. Oh, is it showing? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely passed... Some uh, 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 affiliate anniversaries over there. Thanks for those uh, cheering and, and watching on Twitch. We'll keep we'll keep we'll keep multi multi streaming to Twitch. I'll keep doing that. And who knows? Maybe in honor of the door one day I'll play some games. All right, going to my start uh, start questions there. Uh, oh, got one from uh, Vermont Mike about Oasis. Uh, we got this uh, great one. Scotty says, "Who's your favorite middle school teacher and why?" So for me. Middle school was 7th and 8th grade. I know for some folks it's like 6th, 7th, and 8th. I don't know. Maybe for some it's ninth. How was high school for me? Junior high, as it were. Um, was 7th and 8th grade <clears throat> at Judkins Junior High in Pismo Beach, California. I think now Judkins Middle School. I remember when they switched it from junior high to middle school. I'm a little upset. 
Middle school just seemed like they were talking down to us, but it is what it is. I got no problems with names changing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my favorite middle school teachers, seventh and eighth grade. Um, we had my, uh, you know, my drama teachers. It was a husband and wife team, uh, Mike Lebo and Cindy Correa Lebo. Uh, Mike uh, recently retired. I couldn't get out to his, um, like a final retirement ceremony, but he's in town. And uh, if I'm ever in town, I can probably seek him out. I haven't seen him, seen him in a number of years, but he was great. Seventh, eighth grade, encouraged me. I really want to be, you know, an actor, comedy, and all that kind of stuff. He encouraged me to do comedy, improv. I learned improv from them, and uh, um, and um, both are great. They encouraged my humor. Really, uh, Cindy Crayolibo was his wife who had joined the teaching staff when I was in seventh grade. She'd come over from another middle school. It was uh, this husband and wife team, and, and um, she really helped encourage, like, my sense of humor. Like, she made me feel like I was a little more adult. Like, she would... The jokes she shared with me were, hey, you should watch this TV show. It didn't, it wasn't talking down to me. It was talking straight at me and that helped me. And Mike, uh, Mike encouraged me to, um, he wasn't just like, hey, you're good. Because I wasn't when I showed up. It was raw, but he, he helped me get better, but also give me confidence to, to, to think I could get better as a performer. So that was key. Um, there was, um, there was, uh, uh, um, my, Kingsport Houses, fifth grade, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Woof. Uh, there you go. Um, you guys are sharing your favorite middle school teachers. Uh, Channel 19 is here on Twitch. Uh, that, that's how I know, David. Channel 19. Molly Damon's here and says, Happy Wednesday, friends. My team lost trivia because we don't know enough about country music. Well, I, you know, I like country music, but that's okay. Uh, Scotty says, those are the best years, at least for me. Yeah, seventh and eighth grade. I, I loved uh, a lot. Of, that was, you know, a lot, lot of things I loved. Anyways, um, Though eighth grade was the first time I remember being depressed. Uh, um, there was a, uh, I had a history teacher, Terry Handy. He was a big uh, Civil War guy, as a lot of eighth grade history teachers are. He's the one that made us uh, go see Glory in the theaters because it was out in theaters in my eighth grade year. And then he show up, he was a Civil War reenactor and he showed up. So I love that. I love that stuff. A lot of good teachers. Um, there was um, two left, I'll, t I'll say, because this could go on for a while. The, the PE coach, he was like the big PE coach. And there's a couple of PG, PE assistants, of course. But the PE coach was this guy named Barry Ehrlich. And Coach Ehrlich, Mr. Ehrlich, was a big bushy mustache, kind of gruff, kind of what you would imagine a junior high PE head coach to be. Uh, but he, you know, a little bit of a man's man vibe but in a good way, you know, just a, an old school kind of guy. And... He, you know, definitely loved the athletes and, and, you know, we had a basketball team and all that kind of stuff in track and field. He was a big track and field guy, I think, too, as a coach. Um, and I loved those guys. And I wasn't those guys. I wanted to be. I wanted to be a baseball player. You know, I thought I thought that would be what I'd be. And he told me one time, he called Roll. He's like, Ken, Ken Nap, Kenny Knapsack? That's a great baseball name. And I thought, there it is. The gods have willed it. I'm going to be a baseball player just like I thought I was going to be an NFL kicker. Uh, but Barry Ehrlich... Um, did something very special I'll never forget. And, and um, you know, Scotty, this is probably, I know what you probably do as an educator, beyond just educating. Uh, one day in front, it was embarrassing, in front of all of the uh, class, my PE class, um, it was the week, the Monday, it was the Monday after uh, the play performance that we just did, which was, let me get my facts. It was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, my seventh grade 
play, the first half of seventh grade, I think. And it was my first play. And I played Mike TV. On the opening night, it was an Oompa Loompa, but I was Mike TV in the second night. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We, we did this thing where we filmed me on a VHS tape and then we, you know, on a VHS camera and then put me on a tape and then wheeled me out on a TV and the actors would press play and it was like I was captured in the TV. Groundbreaking technology at the time. Uh, it was a fun performance with my drama teachers, uh, Mr. Uh, Mike Lebo and uh, Cindy Cray Lebo. Uh, but uh, Mr. Ehrlich, Coach Ehrlich, that Monday called me up in front of all the class, 40 or so people. And here I am, this little intimidated, uh, you know, love sports but couldn't play them nerd. And it's PE and it's, you know, I, I was – people would take my uh, – I'd come back from PE and lunch – my lunch and lunch money was taken from my book bag. And, you know, I, 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 it was one of those kids. And he called me up in front of the class. I thought I was in trouble. And he presented me with an award, little uh, dra the drama faces, the happy and you know sad drama faces. He presented little pendants for me. And he praised my performance as Mike TV and just said it was a star-making performance and he was so blown away by it and he couldn't believe it was me because I was a shy, quiet kid. And, and he couldn't believe and he was so proud of me. He was so proud of me. And here was this guy, this gruff sports PE coach guy Praising the arts, praising me, and praising me in front of other people, which, yeah, you can make a joke about trying to get the glory, but it wasn't that. It was, it was giving me credit in front of a class that he knew uh, it might have been picking on me uh, and, and th that kind of stuff. And it was one of the greatest moments, not just because it felt good, but it just it, – it, it never left me. And even in those dark hours, it never left me. And years later, speaking of crying – um, years later, and, uh, may have mentioned this also before, I was, when I was producing over at Screen Junkies, a guy named Brett Ehrlich, a lot of you might know from, uh, he was over the Young Turks Network doing the show with Kim, or the Kim Horcher, the, the Nerd Alert show and everything, he's still got some stuff going on. And, uh, Brett and I were just chatting and uh, off air, like movie fights or whatever it was, and, and somehow, you know, I didn't connect it, Coach Barry Ehrlich from the, my childhood and Brett Ehrlich. He, we, I said I was from there. I said I was. Oh, I grew up on the Central Coast of California, Pismo Beach, and everything. He goes. Did you ever go to? Did you go to Judkins? I said, yeah. He goes. Yeah, my my uncle was uh, is is Barry Ehrlich, and I start I started to cry, absolutely started to cry. And I told him that story. I told him what it meant to me. And um, uh, I, I, I I I hope the word got to Coach Ehrlich as it was it was a big thing. Uh, Scotty says, thanks for making my name much better. About to finish my midi-chlorine video essay <laughs> script so the inclusion of midi-chlorines turn you off. Great question. Um, uh, oh, there's one more. Uh, you know, yeah, Scotty, I'll, I'll come back to that one there. Uh, and one more teacher I want to I uh, um, shout out. And uh, yeah, uh, Scotty says, dude, those memories change you. Absolutely. Uh, Scotty says, I love those moments. I honestly don't even know if I've done the same for the kids, but I sure try to. I really think those moments are crucial. I, 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 I bet you have, Scotty. And I'm not blowing smoke up your uh, Paul Stanley loving ass. I, I, I bet you have. Just because the love you, and passion you have for life, uh, the hardships and stuff you faced and constantly faced, um, and how you can translate that into to joy even in spite of uh, things that might break other people's souls. I, I know you got it, idiot. I know you have. I, I can say without a doubt that you have. Uh, the other one, uh, the other teacher in my middle school was a classic, like, he was a character from the Wonder Years. His name was Dwayne Jadani. And he was a very tall man. He had kind of like a salt and pepper Abe Lincoln beard. Very tall, very almost peculiar, very artistic, 
moved like very deliberately and had his hands behind his back and would address the class and um, he, he had like he he had no accent or anything that I remember but uh, he he spoke almost like he was in the theater and he would have had kind of a deep voice and he was at first a substitute teacher. And then I think a teacher, I had a math class and the teacher, you know, whatever happened, teacher got fired, left, took another job, who knows, got injured. I, I don't think it was a, a female teacher who got like pregnant or anything, I, I, but the teacher wasn't there. And suddenly Dwayne Shadani was our math teacher. And he, um, he was the type, he was very funny. He was very, again, uh, spoke, he spoke to us, but if you upset him, he would definitely not speak down to you, but he would, he would, he would lord not his authority as a teacher, but his authority as a, as a, as a man with gravitas. And he wasn't an asshole. He wasn't violent. He wasn't threatening. He just, he was a, he was a unique guy and unique teacher. And for math class, we were in, a, this was a math class. I remember one day he took all of us, he said, pack up your bags and we're going. And we all, uh, Judkins Middle School is in Pismo Beach, California, and it's, and it's on a hill. Uh, and... We, it's right above Pismo Beach. It looks down on Pismo, Pismo Pier and everything. Google map it. And we walked all the way down and we went to a uh, cinnamon cinnamon roll, I was going to say Cinnabon, but a cinnamon roll kind of coffee shop that's still there. We all got kind of some coffee and everything and we all walked to the pier. And while we're on the pier, he, um, he taught us like how to measure the waves and taught us math through the waves on the cold day it was always cold and foggy in the morning and 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 it was one of the, I, i'm talking about it now f- f- coming up on 48 i remember it over 35 years later and uh he didn't last that year he was he was fired and i ran into him a couple years later right before i was leaving town and he had been fired and he'd been fired because he broke rules you probably can't do that there was no permission slips uh we could have been hit by a car totally get it totally get it but he was that character, like in, a, in, in, a, in an episode of Wonder Years, that showed up and changed Kevin Arnold's life, and then was gone. Uh, Mr. Shadani, I'll always forget that. Uh, I'll, never, I'll never forget him. I should say, Osmer, eclectic teachers are either the butt of the joke or the legendary ones you never forget, and that's uh, very true as well. Uh, thank you all for hanging out here. I'm, I'm, I know I'm definitely losing even more internet. It's just, I had a weird take. I'll, I'll. I'll uh, <laughs> You know, I'm hanging by a thread <laughs> in a lot of ways. I'm feeling a lot better. And thank you all who supported, uh, supported me last week and turned out for me last week. I can only hope I can turn out for you. Uh, but I'm hanging still by a thread. And I went to uh, record my Anytime News segment that is uh, up there right now. So you all can uh, see that on the Anytime channel. And, um, and uh, <laughs> I uh, go to turn on my Roadcaster Pro 2. And it, oh, the lights come on, the lights come on, and um, I start setting up, getting my teleprompter ready here, putting everything, and I look over, and uh, the screen is blank. It's just black, and I was like, oh, that's weird. So, all right, let me do a, do a, do a reset, and my, it never came back on. Uh, it did not turn, um, it did not turn back on, and I do have a Rodecaster 1, so don't cry for me, Argentina. I could have, I could have pulled it over here. I just couldn't have done twenty minutes of coffee from my computer. I obviously cannot afford a new one. I obviously cannot even afford to like 
the time, not the money. I can't afford the time to talk to Road and be like, what the hell just happened on this thing that's barely, you know, I think crossed a year recently. Um, and I, I started to panic. I started to panic. I'm not even saying I was crying. I was like getting upset. I couldn't untangle these uh, ear- earphones I had. And I was, I was like this, I'm done. I'm done. My career's done. I can't get this thing to work. And then all of a sudden, it just came back on. But this is about 20 minutes. So that was my day. That was the stress going on in my day. Uh, so I thank you all here uh, for being here and pushing through what might be some bad streaming internet for me right now. Oh, yeah, look at that. It is... God bless it. That is going to annoy me because that messes up Force Center. All right. Let's not worry about it. Let's push through. Let's get back to the questions. Um, Super Chat. Lizabolt, is this going to be an every Wednesday thing? Great fun. Yeah, I want to make this stream weekly. I'm a lot of fun doing 20 minutes of coffee and doing it for the members of the channel and putting it live after. That remains most uh, mostly Tuesdays with some Thursdays, but depending on my schedule. I can't do it tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I think Wednesday, I'm booked on less comedy shows on Wednesday. I used to stream games on Wednesday. I think this is a more productive use of my time, and I really love doing it. And then we put this up as a podcast as well, and we do all those things. So yeah, Laser Bolt, I think for right now, yeah, I want to be consistent. YouTube rewards consistency, unfortunately. <laughs> um, clear that. And uh, see, Dylan says, isn't one of that always down weeks their record windstorms? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the rain in Spain affects the internet on the planes. Um, Dylan asks, favorite thing to eat is a leftover. You know what? It's cliche. It's cliche, but it's pizza. I'm not, ca- if you like a sandwich, maybe uh, orange chicken, I'll save, I'll save orange chicken. And some pad thai, do that the next day. That's good too. But I actually get excited when I'm like, oh, I got that pizza. And I, I put it on uh, I put it on a stovetop or I have one of those plate and those like little grilling kind of hard, oh, you could kill someone with it things you put on top of the, uh, the stove and um, just, just warm up the pizza. Microwave it in a pinch. My microwave's going too. That's been a bummer. Um, you got to get a new microwave. But um yeah, I, I, it's hard to deny that. I, sometimes, I, as I always say, like I used to say this in movie fights, sometimes the answer is the answer. Um, so, yeah, pizza. I get excited. I get excited when I know pizza's coming. <laughs> uh, speaking of someone um, who uh, is just one of the best and uh, has a lot, teaches us a lot about uh, pushing through some of the tough things. I want to shout out our buddy, uh, Kevin Smets, from Smash City Studios, home of uh, the Star Wars Couture fan film that uh, Kevin uh, uh, put so much wonderful work into, and it's uh, uh, so fun. Uh, I check in on it. I, I'm not fami- I'm still not familiar with the Knights of the Old Republic. And Kevin knows this. He knows this. But I, I respect his passion and his work for him. Uh, thank you for now being my official news source. Loving it. Mr. Buddy, how's your MLB franchise doing? Uh, uh, yes, I think Kevin's referring to the uh, Anytime News segment that I'm also trying to put out Wednesday mornings or afternoons. Uh, setting a lot of high standards for myself as I try to really kind of just give a go, give it a go on this crazy YouTube thing. Um, my MLB The Show franchise is going okay. I've slowed a little bit. For the first time in about two years, I slowed on it. Uh, to play some football. I'm really into Madden right now. I'm in the 2029 season and uh, moving along great there. Uh, but I, I got fired from um, this. I, I'm, pl- I'm playing the uh, 
uh, 2021 MLB The Show. I am years behind, and I, I maybe will buy the new one this year with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on it. But I did not buy the Shohei one. I did not buy the, the Jazz Chisholm one. And what was the one last year? I didn't buy that one, or maybe that was the one last year. Uh, I didn't buy it because they, they haven't allowed you to transfer the, uh, the franchise mode over, which I get. I got the first year because they were upgraded a bunch of stuff. But I thought maybe, okay, I'll, I'd, uh, so I upgraded and now every year, every year. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I'd love, but I'm in like, I'm in like 2046 or something like that on my franchise mode. Uh, it's been a weird one. My last time out with the 2018, 19, and 20 franchise modes, uh, because you could carry those franchises over. I won, was in my, like my 30th season. I've won like four or five World Series titles, have relatively, I'd say, you know, relative success at every team I was, I was owning. Not so much the case this year. I this time around. I don't know what it is. I was the Yankees first, like nine or ten years there. Didn't win a World Series title. Got to the World Series. Very frustrating. Hundred win seasons. Kept getting knocked out. Um, went to the Giants three th- three seasons. They fired me. Went to the Dodgers six seasons. They fired me. Uh, barely made the postseason on any of those ones. But every time I left, the team won the World Series right after I left, including with the Yankees. Uh, then went to the Mets three seasons there. Got fired. Went to the Padres three. Three seasons there, was building a good team, got fired. Now I'm I'm own, I'm the owner manager of the Cardinals. <laughs> I, I think I might get fired. I don't know what's going on. Smets, help me. Help me. And subscribe to Smets' channel. Um, all right. All right. We're going good here. We're going here. A few more questions. We'll get to this here. Um, I want to, Vermont Mike put this one up a while ago. I want to get to that. What, who's your favorite non-Gallagher Oasis band member? It might be uh, Paul Arthurs. It might be Paul Paul Arthurs. Uh, uh, I remember yelling at him a lot in a good way at the Universal Amphitheater. Alan White is... So, I like Alan White's presence as, as a drummer just because everything's so crazy. And new, normally it's the drummer uh, that's crazy. But uh, Alan White was the sane one in a crazy group. But yeah, Bonehead uh, was uh, my, plus his name's Bonehead. I mean, come on. Keith for Cal asked a long time ago, uh, I'm thinking of getting a used PS4. My last system was PS2. Do you think I get sucked back in by PS4? Just Cal, work a little overtime, get the PS5. What are you doing to yourself, man? No, what are you doing to yourself? Um, there we go. Yeah, 23 was Jazz, 22 was Shohei. I love Diamond Dynasty. Yeah, there you go. Thank you for that, Tron. Uh, Justin C. has a pro wrestling question. I'll answer that in the time we have left. We've got about 20 minutes left. So if you've got an important question you want to ask me, now's the time. Now's the time. All right. Um, Scotty asked this one. Thank you for making my night much better. Uh, so did the inclusion of midi chlorines turn you off? We just, uh, we just touched upon this on Force Center, I think. Or maybe it's an episode coming out. Go seek it out. Oh, yeah. No, we did. We talked about this Sabine, with Sabine having, uh, you know, access to the force and this idea that it, everyone can. And, and what do we think about that? Um, I definitely uh, didn't like it in 99. And, and then since, you know, learning where George was pulling from, mitochondria and all that kind of stuff, I think there's great reason for it to be there. I didn't need it there. I still, the fact that it's not really, you know, a high M count or whatever they say now. I I don't think it I don't think it explains away the magic like like people accuse it of. I don't think that's 100% right. I don't I think you're misunderstanding what George wanted to do with it. But in the moment, 
And what we were all expecting in 99, again, going back to me sitting in the theater in 1999, yeah, we weren't expecting that. Uh, but that's what George does, and he wants you to go on this uh, journey with him. And it made a lot of sense once you hear him talk about it. But again, I wouldn't say it's you know a top five favorite thing for me in Star Wars. I will say this, though, Scotty. I will say this. I want them, them being Lucasfilm and the storytellers in Star Wars, I want them to stop being cowards. And I want someone to say the word midi-chlorians again. Say it. Not this M count. Say it. And have Keller and Beck say it to Jar Jar Binks, cowards. Do it. Do it. It's there. It's there with reason. It's there with purpose. Explain it. Go into it. Explain that people probably like Moff Gideon misunderstand it. And they think they could just, boom. It's the, it's the antithesis of what's going on with Sabine. Just ex- ext- extract the midi-chlorians from that, 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 that specimen Grogu. Put it into me and I shall be as powerful as the greatest force users of all time. Not understanding that it goes beyond that, that you're supposed to work with it. It's supposed to be, it's a connection to a larger picture. It's a connection to the, to the universe. And Sabine is more in line with the force than Moff Gideon would ever be. That's, deal with it in those. Say it. Scotty, put that in your essay. <laughs> uh, Hugo says, greetings from uh, Las Vegas. I just want you to know, I've enjoyed our shows from Force Center and Tim Alden. Thank you. Hugo, I appreciate that. Thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate that. And uh, um, um, I, I, I don't know if I'll be out in Vegas soon, but I want to be. I want to be. I want to be. All right. Uh, thank you, Hugo. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, Laserbolt says, Is there anything canon that contradicts the notion that midichlorians are simply attracted to the Force and don't cause the Force? Um... No, I don't. I don't think off the top of my hands. Uh, Saul's here. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with many chlorides. It never has been. Yeah, I would agree with that. I agree with that. Claudia Dolph popping back in. Claudia, how are you feeling? How you doing? You up and walking around? When we doing karaoke? Uh, George's thoughts uh, are explicit and currently canon is somewhat more vague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael says what bothers me is hearing uh, the Bad Batch using kilograms to measure weight yeah I don't know kilograms come on now I'm an American uh, Kingsport Cal has a question I can get to about Collider Justin C has he, how do you feel about the whole Rock and Cody situation so I did watch the Royal Rumble um, and I enjoyed it though I did uh, uh, immediately have to cancel uh, my Peacock Network subscription because I got it for that Dolphin game Uh and under my current circumstances, I was like, I, I, I don't need streaming services. I don't uh, need at, 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 at my, for my business. Disney Plus, I, I need to, and I can write that off, blah, blah, blah. Peacock, I couldn't. Um, but I did, did watch the Royal Rumble. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I liked seeing Punk back. I like Punk back. I think, uh, you know, I don't know if he's the nicest of fellows all the time. That's all I'll say. But uh, I also have always enjoyed him and think he's one of the best. I'm a big fan of Cody Rhodes. I'm a big fan of Cody Rhodes. I don't think he does anymore, but he used to, way back in the day, he used to follow me on Twitter. We were, uh, I was on a show on an early, like early internet talk show. Like I, I didn't have this. I had like weird headphones and, uh, um, you know, like broadcasting from a Mac, uh, not even a MacBook. It was the early days, like 2010 internet days of live streaming. But I was on a show, uh, there's a guy named Arda Ocal. Uh, I was on a show with him, um, Linda Kay, uh, who I think uh, is a ring announcer in OVW now, and uh, someone else, I can't remember, and the host of the show. 
And uh, this was kind of an offshoot of like WrestleZone, which I used to write for WrestleZone in 2010. And we talked about Cody Rhodes at the time. And uh, this is, I think, even before Stardust. And I just said, you know, I thought Cody Rhodes was world champion. I thought he had it in him. I thought his ability to adapt characters. Remember, he was going through he had that face mask era. He had this stuff. I said, I said he he adapts, and and wrestlers who adapt and continue to tell their story. That's that's a, plus he's got the Rhodes bloodline. Like he's a world champion. Um, and that was even before Stardust, which I I you know I enjoyed what he did with Stardust. I mean, it, it was what it was, and he did what he could. And I think he made clearly made the right decision for his career leaving, and and made his right to the right decision to return. Um, and Cody followed me. Cody, Cody followed me on Twitter. This was back in the day, and and uh, I never DM'd him. And everything I had followed him, and everything. I know he's a big Star Wars fan. Uh, and then after years, I think eventually I noticed you know, he wasn't following me. I think at one point his account got hacked, and he started another one, and, and he didn't follow me. But um, so I've always been a fan of Cody Rhodes. So I haven't been following things as, as much, but I do know um, that um, I do know that. Uh, there's some controversy over, you know, Cody wants to finish his story and we want to go to WrestleMania, maybe him and Roman Reigns, but The Rock's back. And now you have everything going on in, in behind the scenes stuff for the Federation, which has uh, made uh, everything there on kind of on unstable ground. Um, you can comment that on another time or separately. But in terms of wrestling, in terms of storylines, I'll say this about fans. For, I respect the passion when they're like, we want Cody to finish his story. We want it to be with Roman Reigns. We want it to be at WrestleMania. I think they should have Roman Reigns go all the way to September and beat Hulk Hogan's record. Uh, not the company record. That's, of course, Bruno's, but beat the, the Hulk Hogan reign. I think they should do that. But I haven't been watching this closely. Um, and I know we, we, get our, we get our passions up and we want what we want. And then when it doesn't happen, we, we cry. We cry foul. And all that's justified. I always go to, what was it, uh, the WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan getting defeated by Sheamus in mere seconds. I think that built him. And w whether or not that was super intentional or not, that built him. And that propels you forward more than the victories people are expecting or the stories that people are expecting. I did see Cody tweet something out that says, I appreciate it, guys, but just trust me. Whether or not Behind the scenes, he's frustrated by a change of plans. Whether or not people are upset that The Rock is back again to steal the limelight in their eyes. You can't, you can't worry about that. I trust someone like Cody Rhodes to, to tell the story that's right for his character next and the one that's given to him. And when it finally comes, when all of it comes to fruition and that story is completed, it will be everything you wanted it to be even though it, if it starts out as something you did not want or did not think you want. That's how pro wrestling works. I've been on a small, small, tiny, tiny, tiny scale. I've been in those booking meetings. I've been in the locker rooms. I've been at shows when things happen organically or when things that we thought were going to happen, we pull back from. And we end up telling the right story. And it, it becomes what it needs to be. I think whatever Cody's story is and where it's finishing and where it's ending up will be what it needs to be. And I think everyone should trust him. Is it is it understandable to not trust the, the company that's now a corporation? Should you be slightly – I love The Rock, but it should be you should be slightly wary of The Rock coming back at this time and WrestleMania 40 – it's 40 now, right? Yeah. Sure. I get it. I get it. But that's always been what WrestleMania is. It's always good. The Rock is going to bring more eyes than, than, than almost anyone. 
that's the nature of it. Um, the Rock wants to come back. The Rock's going to come back. Um, but there, I hear a lot of talk from people who aren't in locker rooms about, well, that's not how you build a guy up. Well, you got to... I hate. I sometimes hate to pull that rank, but you've never been in a wrestling locker room. You don't really know how it goes, and you don't really know how a wrestler can take it forward in the right way. Yes, things are done done wrong to workers. Yes, storylines don't go the way they're planned. Yes, sometimes two guys or two gals get in the ring, and the crowd dictates a change, and they adapt to it. I don't love them anymore, but Hogan Rock at WrestleMania was a seventeen is the greatest example of going with what the crowd was feeling and giving you that time. So anyways, end of my rant there. Um, um, that's, I, I, I think, trust him. Trust him. All right, talking wrestling there. Getting into wrestling. Royal Rumble's first pay-per-view watched since the Backlash uh, 2002. It was very happy choice. Peacock got me for a year. I, yeah, I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun watching it. I, I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. All right, let me take a drink. My social media getting hacked is the real American nightmare. Mine, mine didn't get hacked. Cody's got hacked. I think Cody Rhodes got hacked at one point. I remember him putting something out about it, and then it was like, um, yeah, he was, uh, you know, by that point, he, you know, he doesn't remember who he followed at that point, and so he, he looks at who's this guy. He doesn't remember. I'm, I'm some from wrestling thing in 2010. All right, a couple more minutes left in the stream. If you have any questions, you want to get something to me, I appreciate your support. Y'all are wonderful, and we'll be doing this again and again and again. And, you know, maybe I'll bring in some guests for this. I like just hanging out with you all here, but we do have the blathering conversations that I still want to get to. But I love hanging out with all of you here. Hey, Brennan Marr is here. Oh, just choices in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Having Watching Mark Ellis go through that, and um, I think Makuga went through that at once. Yeah. Brian Morse says, happy, happy affiliate anniversary. Yeah, I think that's part of, you, you know, triple streaming here has been great. A lot of fun. Apologize for the internet. Maybe the internet, maybe my internet, other than the rain in Burbank, but also the three streams. Maybe All right, get this question here. All right, Kingsport Cal, if you, I hope you're still in chat. Super chat, so I ha- I, that's my rules. I don't have to answer all the questions asked here, but if you super chat it, I will acknowledge the question in some way, shape, or form, and I won't dance around it. I don't always love spilling tea. I mean, I would, you know, I would <sighs> take a drink and spill tea, but that's not appropriate. Um, it's people involved, right? And there's their story. You're just getting my story on things. That's not, that's not always the best uh, perspective. King's Sportcast says, can you elaborate, elaborate on what went down with Collider or plead the fifth? If a big movie talk company wanted you again, would you sign on chances for radio? I mean, uh, if, if some radio wanted me, uh, I'm, I'm, um, you hit, it hit me. I, I applied for some local radio stations, uh, part-time stuff on the weekend, which like pays fifteen dollars an hour. But um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even hear back from some of them. This is like the KFI. Well, not KFI, but the the station that KFI is at, the R Radio Station, uh, K Rock, an oldie station. Um, but I'm on the radio every week. Uh, check me out, uh, Newcastle, Pennsylvania, Hall of Fame Music Radio, 10 a.m. Eastern. You can listen on their website wherever you are in your time zone. And Pop Rocket Radio is uh, starting to be syndicated very soon. Uh, finally, says Kingsport Cal. Oh, wait, why don't you shut up? Go make me dinner, Kingsport Cal. Um, I'll start at the back end of the question. If a movie talk or pop culture channel wanted you again, would you sign on? Uh, yes. Yes, I would. I, um, I, I've, I've talked about it before, uh, mentioned it on Force Center. But yeah, I, in, in 2023, for a good portion of the year, I was on staff at New Rockstars. 
uh, freelance staff, but I was on staff at New Rockstars. I'd go there once or twice a week, and um, they had a nice facility at the time, um, good studio, great little break room snacks, great, great break room snacks. They'd get a great lunch for us, too. Uh, good taco. They had a couple. The one time they ordered tacos and, like, the restaurant messed up, and they brought, like, two weeks' worth of orders. It was We were swimming in tacos. Like uh, like everyone there, um, Tommy, Tommy Beckold, uh, uh, um, uh, we didn't get a chance to like become friends or really know each other, but uh, I, we still I DM every once in a while. We tweet back and forth about the bills. I, I think he's a, he's a great cat. Um, there's some behind the scenes folks there that uh, the Samantha, the office manager, w- was absolutely uh, great too, and just a lot of folks um, were there. They were great. Um, uh, my buddy was working over there in a consulting uh, position, and he um, he uh, br- he brought me in, and I was doing mostly writing. It was not brought in for on air stuff. Uh, I was doing mostly writing and development, and helping uh, my buddy develop out some ideas for them. They wanted to make some some changes. Uh, um, <clears throat> the higher ups and everything. They wanted to to do something else. Uh, uh, not not something else. They didn't want to change everything drastically. But they wanted to expand the brand. They're growing. They, I think they've since crossed four million subscribers. But uh, they had what they were doing. They had their break room channel. They had the deep dive channel and all the stuff. But they wanted to do some other things. So. Um, at the end of the day, and this is nothing against anyone there, I, it wasn't a great fit for me anymore. I would do it and do it again. Um, uh, they did. Uh, I did go on one of their shows. I went on the break room show once. Had a good time. I was working with some talent off air. Um, they wanted they they wanted me to. Um, hey, this is spilling too much tea. But they wanted me to help kind of coach up some folks to be better as live broadcasters, and that never really happened. That's that's also a tough position. Like, hey, here's this, here's this old guy. No one, you know, thing too, no one really knew who I was. I didn't, it wasn't like, oh, the guy from Collider and Screen Jacks is here. No, no one knew nor cared, nor should they. Um, so having me like, cool, hey, this guy's going to help you get better on air. That's, that's a tough spot, but don't fault anyone involved at all. At the end of the day, it, 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 it it's not where my heart is most of the time. Um, I'd love for Force Center to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Cashly talks on life support, but I'd love to keep that going. Um, having a lot of fun doing anytime, a lot of fun doing politics and world events and news. And I'm having fun here in this channel, talking about life. I, I do want this channel, uh, my own channel here. That's why I moved anytime completely off. And, and, and after this Friday, we'll be completely off this channel. It's not to, it's, it's somewhat to divide the, the pie algorithmically, but it's also just to, uh, this, this to be a little bit more life. Politics and world events and social issues will absolutely be present here. But I wanted uh, something... A little different over there. Um, which episode of The Break Room? Uh, I can't remember. Um, was, I can't remember. God, what did we talk about? It was around the times, around the time like the Marvel's second trailer was dropping. I can't, I can't remember exactly. Uh, Gina Ippolito and Jay Washington and Tommy. Tommy was the host and Jay, Jay and Gina and me were on the panel. Um, at the end of the day, it wasn't even new rock stars. It was me. I, I, I just don't have – my focus isn't on that stuff anymore. I'm just not in it. I'm not in the game. And I, I, you know, Even towards the end of Collider, I, wasn't, I, I didn't enjoy going to movies. I didn't watch all the TV shows. Uh, my narrow focus was Game of Thrones and Star Wars, and that doesn't necessarily fit for these channels. I also think, and this is, again, no fault to them, no fault to me. I don't uh, enjoy how a lot of these channels and a lot of these people uh, break down this stuff. And it's, it's right for them. And it's right for clearly right, right for the larger fan group. 
a larger larger fandom a, a, as a whole. But I don't. I you know we, you you know what we do in Four Center. We go a little bit deeper. We approach the themes. We get very real world. We get very political. We we discuss here's what the show is saying and here's what how it connects with. That's why I like doing with Game of Thrones. I'm not interested in whether or not you liked or did not like season eight of Game of Thrones. I'm interested is if you heard what it said and if it meant anything to you and what do you feel about it and how did it connect thematically to the rest of the show? Um, how, did you watch season three of Game of Thrones and pay attention to what the themes were saying there? Even if Dan and Dave say, oh, we don't do themes on this show, they do, it's present because it connects to season eight. I, let's talk about that, whether or not you liked it or whether or not you thought it was good or bad that their coffee cup was in a shot. I'm not interested in that stuff. And I think a lot of the pop culture channels and a lot of the movie channels, a lot of the reaction channels are just there for that kind of stuff. And it works. Am I slightly sometimes bitter about it? Yes. I'm trying to push past that, but it's right for them. And what I'm trying to say is what's right for others is not necessarily right for me, right? I can't make everything my way. So I got to go do it on Force Center. I got to go do it on Cashly Talk or I got to do it here. Um, and it's not as fun. Easter egg stuff is fun. Deep dives that are really not so deep, but just kind of here's what, oh, that means that. That's from that, you know, it's not my thing. Um, it's not my thing. Uh, so it didn't, that didn't work. So that answers the back part of that question. Um, however, you know, number one, I need the work. But two, I, I love, I you know, I, there, there's... I'll say this, and I say this with a little bit of understanding, but also a lot of confusion. Not, not one word. I was there for months. Like we're talking, I was there from like May through September. Not one word I wrote made it to air there. And include, that includes a 7,000 word essay on Ahsoka, um, a larger, like 16 page essay on how the young Indiana Jones Chronicles led to the prequels and the politics of the young Indiana Jones Chronicles didn't make air and a lot of other things did not make. I felt like Larry David in his year of Saturday Night Live where he did not one sketch of his made the air. Um, so um, it just didn't work. Uh, as far as as far as what happened, went down with the collider, I don't even remember half the stuff anymore. <sighs> There was never one thing that, that ended it. It was, it was destined to end because a lot of things were destined to end, right? All the big brands at the time, unless you were, uh, I think I've always have said it, I think it's still true, independent creators, independent channels that can grow to be bigger and can grow to be companies, they're the ones that are going to succeed, right? Um. The ones that were at the time from 2010, 11, especially 2012 to like 2017, 18, 19 range, that chunk of time, those big pop culture nerd channels that were, were part of larger companies and were the new media, not just did, they were the thing. The Defy Media offices were huge. They were in two places, two Wilshire offices. Um, catered food, every, bowl, you had six bowls of cereal to choose from every morning at, at breakfast. Um, like, that was bound to fail. <laughs> it was bound to fail. It was too much. It was too much, uh, and the, the money wasn't there like everyone thought or like people said. Uh, major problem says it was a wild time. It was a wild time. It was a wonderful time. Um, 
I won't give away the number. It's maybe not my place to give it away. But like that, the final the final office space that Collider was renting when when it when it all finally ended, uh, the the um, the rent was impossible. We started in a unbelievable jaw dropping hole every month because of the rent. But we needed that space, right? You couldn't find the middle ground. We had we outgrew the office that we were in for a while. The, the first place that the Schmodown sprung up with outside of like AfterBuzz, um, that 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 was we had outgrown that. Um, and so, like a yeah, major problem says here in the chat, the solo Denny's crossover is ingrained in my brain. And I wasn't on those ones, and I, I know I know they we got made fun of, and, and you know Ellis and I would still share a joke over it, and that's where a lot of the the those idiots from Wisconsin kind of did the shill stuff. F them, man, because that was that sponsorship is the name of the game. We we, we wouldn't have jobs without that stuff, right? And even then, it wasn't enough. That's the name of the game. I, I, I won't tell you the numbers, but, uh, you know, it, a loot crate box doing a on-air loot crate sponsorship read and demonstration on an episode of Movie Fights four times a month brought in a jaw-dropping amount of money. Um, that's the name of the game, and these companies to do it. Now, again, the problem with the Defy, there was a lot of embezzlement going on. There was a lot of cheating, and that's, that, that wasn't at play at, at the end of Collider. I'm not even here to speak on that kind of stuff. But it was bound to end. It was bound to end. The, the internet moves fast and, and talking panel shows with four people having a sports center-like conversation about movies wasn't, it wasn't the thing. And it was bound to fail. Um, the, the, the fervor around what we were talking about on air, we, that was never a factor too much in what was going on. You might read the comments, we joke about it or sometimes get mad about it. But we had our fan base, but it just was, it, things are changing. The YouTube changes all the time. What we need to put up on YouTube changes all the time. That's why you saw us. I, that's why I say I hate, I hate reaction videos because I used to, I'd show up to work at like 9 a.m. And they'd be like, you need to go do a reaction video. I was like, I don't want to do a reaction video, but that was my job. So I had to. And so the love wasn't there. And it just, you know, then you factor in egos and changes and, you know, all that kind of stuff and, and, and money going away. Uh, you know, I'll say this. Um, I'll say this, like, like I got hired uh, a collider to be the head writer of the Verizon go 90 show. And, uh, that was the awesome tacular with Jeremy Johns. And as I've always said, I'm to, I always want to be Jeremy's Jeremy's a great cat and one of my faves and, and just a, a, a true dude. Uh, we don't always maybe agree on star Wars takes anymore, but <laughs> I haven't talked to Jeremy in years and I had nothing lo but love and respect for Jeremy Johns. And he came down for that year or so to do that show. And that's why I had a job. Verizon Go 90, talk about crazy times. Verizon Go 90 was giving money, making it rain, as Kingsport Cal probably says every other Saturday night in Johnson City, Tennessee. And, and the, the money was there for the taking. Uh, we put all this money into these shows. And the, the sketches, you know, we, we pulled off some great miracles. That's some great tape of the sketches. I love some of those awesome-tacular sketches. And there were sketches you never saw that were great, that we never got to make or, or got turned down um, by some of the powers that be. But um, 
it was full on productions. Thad was a great producer of it. Uh, me, Mark Riley, and Josh working on it. Uh, Mark and Josh just killed it. Um, uh, it, it was great stuff, man. And uh, me and Jeremy doing the the movie fans Z, with the Z parody of of early. Uh, we had a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. Um, but literally tens of people watched it. And that wasn't just because it was us and Jeremy Johns or Collider. It was that entire app. <laughs> we weren't the only ones. And we were pitching other shows. They wanted to do something like with pro wrestling. And this. the money was great. But you look back and you go, yeah, the money was not sustainable. It was not real. And we had tried everything in our power to keep the show going. If we had got a second season, things could have been a little different. Um, and, you know, sketches and, you know, Collider wasn't a Collider video, wasn't a, a comedy show, wasn't a comedy channel. But we could do that on Verizon Go 90 with Jeremy and everything and do these movie related sketches. And again, I had a lot of fun doing those. But once that ended, we started to try to put them again. This is the big Captain Learning thing. I, my, my script for Captain Learning and this Captain Learning script that you never saw about Easter eggs and Rogue One were some of the, the two most favorite scripts I've ever written. And I watched my career die in, <laughs> at, at Container Park in Las Vegas, pull, pull up my phone and just seeing all the downvotes and comments on Captain Learning. I stand by it uh, comedically. I stand by it as a piece of satire. I also stand by it because it was, it, it, it was a little, there was a little bit of bile in our creative voices behind it because we were upset at those things that were making uh, headway while we were losing headway. I'm, I'll absolutely admit to that. Um. But what do you, you're trying to sell, you're trying to sell to a movie talk crowd a, a, a piece of satire, a piece of satire about something they, they loved. That was really tough. That was nearly impossible. So all that happened. Are there decisions along the way? Are there people that maybe added or subtracted to it? Sure, sure. But we were, we, we were for a while playing with, with house money. And then the house closed. And after that, it was just inevitable. Um, so that's what happened. I won't, I, you know, you can get it. The ego stories and stuff. Cal, I'll tell you at a Hooters in Johnson City, Tennessee. I'm making you come down from Kingsport so you can do your dirty work in another town. But all that doesn't matter. It, 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 what happened? And like, that's, that's why I say I didn't, I didn't love the deep fake stuff. Still not my favorite stuff. That didn't end it. That didn't end it. And, and, and people weren't necessarily directly cut. There was that thing going around of, you cut all this staff to do the deep fake. That's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. It was just something they wanted to do and something they wanted. And, and, and number, numbers-wise, it worked. I can confirm for a fact that George Lucas himself saw them. It worked. But it only worked in a little, you know, a little blur. Once, it's hard. Screen junkies, you know, uh, and I know there's the bigger controversies about some of the stuff and the personalities there and everything. That that you, that aside, it was going to fail because Defy was doing dirty stuff. Defy, the people at top were messing about and taking money, and and it, that was that was a crazy time. I wasn't even there when it ended. The day it ended, it was like a, a scene from like a I don't know like a, a Anchorman movie, like. People were running out with gear and taking computers and the bank the bank was literally driving down Wilshire to take control of the facility and 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 the, the head honchos left. They they joined with Ted Cruz and went to Cancun while everything was burning. Like it was 
it was time. I wasn't there for that, so it's not my story to tell directly. All that was bound to to go. And and then in, into the independent creators, man. And and you can grow it. Um, look at kind of funny. Look at the look at the boys and, and gals up there in the team at kind of funny. They're a giant brand. And that that is that is to me is individuals that work together in a common goal and and know what they do and do it well. And it's I haven't even been to their new facility. I, I me and Mark Ellison, like 2019, went up there to the, the, the facility they had in that big LED wall. Is impressive there, but it was a job. They're there eight till eight. Like they're there all day. Like it's a, it's a thing, but it's theirs. And some of the bigger channels are, are theirs. And then companies come in and, and buy it. And, and then it becomes a, you know, selling off piece and all that kind of stuff. And, and it changes also, um, you know, also, uh, it's, uh, just sometimes how it happens. All right. Cal says big words. My big words. I used to watch, uh, kind of funny. I don't like the now much. Oh, that's not what I was saying. Okay. Cal always speaks his mind. He says, your answer is acceptable more than I thought you'd say. <laughs> Troy says, long live Captain Learning. Me during Riley's stream last week. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, major problem says, it sucked for all you creators, but we got afternoons with Josh and Ken out of it, so we'll be forever grateful. Yeah, yeah, I just talked to uh, Josh uh, this week up there in the rainstormed, rain-soaked uh, uh, area that he lives in now. Lauren Ramos here from the Galactic Podcast. It's, ah, Collider Video. What a time. All right. I think that's it with, uh, oh, no, I have, oh, 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 we have one more super chat. Harrison checking back in. Harrison Gibson says, it's an Olympic year. Do you watch? If so, what sports do you look forward to? As a sports fan, as a former swimmer, I'm always curious to hear people's thoughts. I do love the Olympics in theory, and I love the Olympics in terms of nostalgia. It was one of my favorite things, both the winter and summer games. It's one of my favorite things to watch with my dad. And my mom, too. She'd really get into the swimming. Greg Luganis, and he hit his head. Oh, my God, our house said prayers. Uh, if my mom and dad had known at the time more about Greg, maybe the prayers would have changed. But uh, I think in the end they would have supported him because that's who they are. Uh, they support the people. But um, uh, my mom loved the gymnastics. We, that, that 1992 USA Gymnastics team, the 96 team with Kerry struggling and stuff. And yeah, years later, you know, some problematic things with the coaches. Yeah, we have to all do that. But the Olympics itself, the Olympics itself, uh, uh, both games um, were a favorite of my house. Plus the Commodore 64 games, the Epics games, Summer and Winter games, California games, World games, Summer games too, all that stuff. Big fans of those in our house. My dad nice to play it. So I have a lot of, lot of positive memories of uh, sitting with my my dad and sitting with my mom, my mom and my sister as well later on, um, watching the Olympics. I don't watch it as much. I remember years ago, I don't know what games it was, um, but I remember I was with my roommates. So it, was, it was early 2000s. So what, maybe 2004 games? Unless it was the winter games. Of, I don't know. What, Atlanta, Atlanta was 96, right? So you had 2,000 games. It was at Sydney and then maybe 2004. So maybe it was the winter games. It had to be around 2002 because I, I remember the roommates I had. But I was like, guys, the... the um, um, or actually, take it back. It was I think it was the Sydney games. I take it back. Now I am the drunk uncle at the party trying to get the facts right that you don't care about. I, was, I, I do remember the apartment now. Uh, it was the Sydney... If it was Sydney, but 2,000 games. And I remember telling them we had one TV. We all had a share. <laughs> And I was like, hey, uh, the Olympic opening ceremonies are tonight. You guys want to watch? And they were all like, and they're, they're sports fans. But they were like, oh, no, we don't want to watch that. So they like went out. They, I don't know, went to Chili's in Northridge. They went to get some awesome blossoms at uh, Outback State. I don't know what they did. 
And I stayed home and watched the opening ceremonies of the Olympic Games. 2002 with Salt Lake City. So this is 2000, uh, which I think was the Sydney Games. And I watched the opening ceremonies. And I remember thinking, yeah, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> and it's not that they're not great in the pomp and circumstance. And I love the games. I love the competitions. Um, I got to see an actual gold medal with, uh, what's his, that swimmer, Cody Miller, that would come by the collider offices. Impressive. Love that. Yeah, I'll, and I'll poke in. And it's, the game's in Paris this year. You know, I, I've spent, now that I'm a Paris veteran and spent two and a half days in Paris and know everything about it. Uh, big fan of the city. I'm going to be watching a little closer as well, and I think that that'll be fun. Uh, I will, I'd like to see the sights and sounds of Paris. Could they could they have a crepe eating contest? Because I I definitely probably medal in that as well. So yeah, there you go. I do love the games. Um, uh, I got a couple years ago. I got a, a Commodore 64 like re-release thing uh, that was pretty cool. Um, I got to play the summer games and winter games again. It was it you know wasn't as fun, but it was uh, it was great. The bobsled. Oh yeah. Uh, and if I was to compete, I, I wanted to be on, like, the USA hockey team. Couldn't ice skate, but I wanted to be on the team. Wasn't good at track and field. Junior high, uh, you know, I used to ninth grade. No one no one believes me. Ran a six-minute mile. And then by 10th grade, it was like a 13-minute mile. And then I wasn't a runner. Um, but trying to do a lot of the track and field stuff, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, not good. I had a friend, my, my, my good friend Ty... I'm still uh, still uh, uh, in contact with lives up in Northern California. He, he was like a pole vaulter. Uh, it was he was a wide receiver, uh, kind of tight end combo on a football team, and he was like a, he was a pole vaulter, and that was impressive. That was impressive. Lauren Romo says Olympics are a big viewing in my family. Uh, Cody Miller, I know him uh, loosely compete against him back when we were a little younger. Wow, Harrison, look at you, look at you swimming. Uh, Troy says my favorite favorite Olympics were Nagano 1998 curling snowboarding women's ice hockey were all added that year that's right uh, yeah and 2028 is LA so I better like the Olympics in 2028 uh, there you go Kingsport has a second fifth year dash and three in a relay race thank you Dylan I'm winding up uh, I'm starting to lose my voice a lot of fun uh, we'll do this again uh, you know what I can check right now live on my calendar oh next Wednesday is Valentine's Day are you all home celebrating Valentine's Day? <laughs> I got to see if I'm celebrating Valentine's Day. All right, so next week it might be Thursday. And then we're going to figure this out, okay? We're going to figure this out. We're going to figure this out. Corey says, J'adore uh, Paris. I said that probably completely wrong, which is why I'm an American in Paris. Um, there you go. Final thought of the day. Uh, Jedi Gothic says, I'll be home. Harrison says, I'm definitely not a sprinter. Folks, a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, for those who watched it on replay, uh, leave a comment down below that you are part of the replay crew. Appreciate that. For those listening on the podcast side, I appreciate you checking in on the podcast. Two and a half, uh, two and uh, two hour, 10 minute episode. A uh, long bus ride for you. Uh, more, uh, our biggest win, more interviews, more uh, blathering conversations, and more coming your way. Stick around. Thank you all. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.